Welcome to Australian Survivor Archives, the only podcast going over the complete history of Australian Survivor from Whaler's Way right through to the current day. We are back for another clip show, those shows of clips that you love, the best of ASA part four. Today, we are going over all the best bits from our episode recaps of season two of Australian Survivor, Celebrity Survivor, Channel 7's version that aired, of course, in 2006. And Ben here by my lonesome once again to give you a bit of a rundown of what you are going to hear throughout this episode. You will hear all of the best bits of our non-interview episodes. So all those episode recaps that Matt and I did from all 12 episodes of Australian Survivor Season 2, as well as our intro and outro episodes. And the outro episode, of course, featured one and only Mr. David Oldfield. So last week, if you tuned in to our interview episode, the best of the interviews from Season 2, you would have heard David a couple of times there in our interview with him and, of course, the reunion. Well, he joined me for the wrap-up episode. Of course, Matt couldn't join me for that one. So we got the man himself, Mr. Lord Mayor of the Jungle, David Oldfield, to be able to help out with that. So you'll hear his voice right at the very end of this episode. So a lot to get through here, a great trip down memory lane, lots of fun that was had, mainly poking fun at Ben Wynn, let's be honest, but uh, that was mainly from me. Matt was completely innocent there. So you'll hear all that and more. Sit back, relax, and listen to the best of Australian Survivor Archives Part 4. I'm going to on the record and say this is even more ahead of its time. This is, to me, the most complete Australian Survivor season we've ever had in the fact that it's got a large portion of old school about it. It's got a large portion of new school about it. It's it's edited so tightly. It's It's got some great moments of it that just never get talked about. Uh, the gameplay is pretty good. There is a ridiculously stupid twist in this season, which is maybe the worst. Well, probably not the worst. We've had, you know, was a dead man walking in Channel 10. We'll get to that in a few years. Sorry. You can't not laugh at dead man walking, can you? I, 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 mean, I actually forgot about that dead man walk. How dead bad was that? Oh. Sorry. That's the worst twist in Australian Survivor history. He, he adds a unique style to it. The, you know, the whole play hard, play safe, and play to win is cheesy as fuck, but I actually quite like it. And, like, just his commentary and just the way he, like, rips shit into David Oldfield the whole time and just, like, he... A lot of what he says wouldn't hold up today. Like, he kind of is a bit of a dick to the women <laughs> a lot of this season. Like, he's a bit sexist on some occasions. But, like, it's just... I don't know. Dicko's got his own way about him. Dicko is Dicko. So you need to you need to tell me something here, Ben. So all last season we were saying play hard, play fair, and play to win. Now you're saying it's play hard, play safe, and play to win. Yeah, we were wrong. We got how did we to get that the wrong? wrong? I don't know. We apparently thought it was yeah, play hard, play fair, and play to win. But having just rewatched this in the last week, Matthew Dyson, it is definitely play hard, play safe, and play to win. Can you go back all of season one to edit that out sure. and just just absolutely yeah, just go back? Excellent. Yeah, I'm sure I can find all of that. Absolutely. <laughs> just a couple of things I, I want to quickly touch on before we get the cast because I feel we're going to talk a lot about the cast here. Why I'm sort of saving that to for a rainy day almost here when we get into that. I just did a quick search in terms of other markets around the world with a celebrity version. Now, just on what I can find, uh, the Philippines have done a celebrity version two seasons of a celebrity version to be precise in 2010 and 2011. Now, Matt, I, I don't know any famous Filipinos, so I, I couldn't tell you who uh, should be on those seasons. Uh, Turkey uh, did a celebrities versus volunteers version of Survivor. 
So I don't know what that means, but it sounds very interesting. And Italy did a celebrity version of Survivor. Now, I'm, I'm not mistaken. I believe that Italian Survivor goes for about 80 days. I wow. believe it is one of the longest in the world. Well, so uh, if they got celebrities out there for that long, that is a good effort. So, uh, yeah, so Australia in a very unique place of maybe only, uh, based on what I can see there, three or four countries in the world who have done a full-on celebrity version. Of course, you had champions versus contenders to the mix. We're, we've done a few. I'll tell you what uh, would be a good effort if, if there's an, an Italian podcast out there, the same as like an ASA, but it, and they're actually recapping, you know, all 80 days of the Italian surviving. That would be a good effort. One thing I actually just thought would be fun quickly just on the host again is uh, I mentioned how kind of he was maybe Channel... Dicko was kind of Channel 7's biggest star there. I just had a quick thought, Matt. Who else would be a Channel 7 big star in 2006? Now, I've just gone through the archives here quickly, Matt. I've gone into my, you know, AustralianHostsArchive.com that I've got on my computer, basically. You know, how would we feel about the likes of a Daryl Summers host of Survivor? Koshy... Uh, Mel, uh, Andrew O'Keefe, uh, you know, these are the big names that were getting Logie nods back in 2006. Uh, we could have had Beck Hewitt from Home and Away, Chris Hemsworth on Home and Away, Ada Nicodemu, Ray Ma, uh, John Wood. I mean, you know, these are the household Channel 7 names in 2006, Matt. I mean, I don't know, you, you seem to be excited about Daryl Summers as host of Australian Survivor there. Well, yeah. Look, I think they, I think they picked the right one. I think Dicko was, in the end, the right call. I really do. Um, Daryl Summers. I think he was just too well known for Hey Hey Saturday. So, um, yeah, I'm sure he probably would have done a good job. But Andrew O'Keefe wouldn't have been that bad. I actually am a bit yeah. of an Andrew O'Keefe fan, and I don't think he would have been the worst. He's got a bit of a look about him. I think he's maybe a bit too energetic. He's got a really weird fake laugh. But if, if Dicko was unavailable, Andrew O'Keefe out of those names, probably a good choice. And he was pretty big back then. Huge, yeah. He was huge, yeah. I think he he could be a bit too over the top, which could could rub people the wrong way. But um, he, you're right. He, he could have pulled it off. i got no doubt Andrew O'Keefe could have, could have done it and done it quite easily and would have, would have put in a solid performance. There's a rubbish, rubbish twist in this season. The worst, second worst outside of freaking Dead Man Walking. But an Exile Beach. Let's be honest. Exile, you're going to Exile Beach. Shut up. Stop Exile Beach happening. Just just hashtag stop hash, Exile Beach. It's come, not a thing, Channel 10. Come on. Shawnee and Zach spent a night there and then came straight back into the game. How, you don't like that twist? <laughs> they, they just got handed the buffer and they're back in the game. Can't not laugh at that. It's just so ridiculous. And, and that was in All-Stars. <laughs> they get voted out. To come straight back in, like oh, they they spent one night on there, Ben. <sighs> one night. <clears throat> Focus, Ben. We're on season two. Everyone knew who Imogen Bailey was. Obviously, she was a sports mag model. She'd been on soap shows. She had a I great mean, song. I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, oh, yeah, uh, is that like a Holly Valance song, "Kiss Kiss"? Oh, there's a classic, yeah. Matthew <laughs> Dyson. You're you a man of... I've been, I've been waiting me 37. excited, Holly Valance. I have been waiting 37 episodes of ASA Woo. to mention Holly Valance and that song, Kiss the, Kiss. The, the world has been waiting 17 years to mention Holly Valance again. She's been sitting around going, remember me? I was on Neighbours. And remember she had that small part in the movie Taken? Yep, yep, yep. She was, oh, she was like Valance. the nanny or something. Whew. Jeez. Yeah, no, Kiss, good song. Actually... 
Uh, unpopular opinion, Matthew Dyson. Better song by Holly Valance? State of Mind. Better song than Kiss Kiss. Look it up. Who sung that? Holly Valance. It's oh. a, it was a follow-up album that flunked really badly. Oh. So, oh. yeah. The Real Dirty Dancing. Here's a shot put at number one for Channel 7. This is a network that comes up with crap like that. They had Bringing Sexy Back, The Secret Life of Babies. You know, this is a network that puts so much points out there and punts and crap and happy-go-lucky, namby-pamby crap that makes me want to vomit. And yet yeah. here they are with a decent season of Survivor. Channel 7 oversaturately promote their crap with happy music that just makes you want to kick a baby in the face with a rainbow. But Ben, they put Dicko on top of an active volcano in Vanuatu, so all is forgiven. It I is. All is right. forgiven. If you're putting Dicko on top of an active volcano... I'm in. Anybody who is, remembers the Survivor Oz days when we covered The Amazing Race uh, before it went to Channel 10, uh, they literally open up The Amazing Race Season 3 with that, it's going to be the best day of my life song. It's like, what is this crap? Where is The Amazing Race theme? This is not The Amazing Race. Stop making me smile. Like, I don't <laughs> want to smile, Channel 7. I want to watch The Amazing Race. <laughs> Uh, one of the funnest episodes I ever did was doing a live commentary of an episode of Bringing Sexy Back, and Noah and I did that. Hilarious. We ripped shit into whoever that woman was that week who was trying to lose weight, right? We get an email two days later from that actual lady thinking, uh-oh. Like, we implied her husband was off sleeping with some other woman or she was sleeping with somebody the whole episode. We get an email from this woman saying, absolutely loved it. I lost my shit. Thanks for the good laugh. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> you are a good sport. That's what we're here for. I have to admit... One of the main reasons for me doing season two of ASA is I want to know what the fuck Ben Wynn was doing on that show because it doesn't make sense. Something went wrong and I want to know we're getting to the bottom of it. Let's let's just take a look at our name comparisons here. David, we've got three icons in the history of Australian Survivor. Ben, we've got Ben Dark missing since 2012. We've got Ben Wynn missing since 2006. We've got Ben Morgan missing since 2018 <laughs> we've got benji knowing how to play survivor missing since 2000 <laughs> was that 18 19 uh and then we've got uh christy bennett <laughs> winner of survivor uh ben not until i play let's be honest I will keep up the tradition of crap Ben's playing Survivor. You're the only Ben that doesn't go missing. You've got a bloody podcast for everything, Ben. You're the only one that won't go missing. Probably some people want you to go missing, but... uh... They won't put me on there. Now, just for the listeners, now I'm sure everyone's still wanting to know, we heard our our outro song last week, Kiss Kiss by Holly Valance, none other than Holly Valance. Great. I'm going to admit something here, Ben. I've been oh. listening to that song all week. Oh, you've been driving <laughs> it, around in the cruiser in uh, Mean Streets yeah. of Brisbane. <laughs> it's, it's like a, it's become a sickness of mine. It's, <laughs> it's it actually I, I'm realizing I'm starting to be a bit of a sick person. It's actually it's actually hooked me again. And this might sound really bad, but it's on my playlist now. Look, I will say this right now, Matt, Day- Matt Dyson. I have had Holly Valance sickness since 2005 <laughs> and I'm not afraid to admit it. And I will gladly own that I own a lot of Holly Valance music. So there's no. nothing wrong with that. Welcome to the club. It's fantastic oh. to have you a member. I- I'm in the club. I'm in the club. But uh, so this is, once again, this is, I want to know, why was Holly Valance not on any of these shows? So listeners, I've done all the research. This was prime Holly Valance. 2006 
was prime Holly Valance. She was in two films in America. One, it, when I Googled, it was rated one of the worst. Well, one of these one of these two were rated the one of the worst movies of all time. Uh, one was called DOA, Dead or Alive. That's how yep. it's titled. Dead Based on a and, video game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it's like a volleyball and, and video I, game, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Yep. And I went on YouTube and watched a little, tried to like Holly Valance, Dead or Alive, and there was a little clip of terrible acting. She's putting on some random English voice or something. I don't know. It didn't look good. Um, but I've never seen the actual movie, but the clip I did see, not great. Then it gets to the, the gem, the beauty of all dodgy movies, National Lampoon's Pledge This. Oh. With, none, with none other than her making her debut feature film, Paris Hilton. Oh, you know, you, I mean, okay. Jokes aside, 2006 is peak Paris Hilton. So this uh, is like just beyond big Paris Hilton. Absolutely. Not only is it peak Paris Hilton for her making her debut in a feature film, she of course releases her single Stars Are Blind. Which Matt Dyson, if you haven't caught Paris Hilton sickness yet, my man, catch it now because that album is an underrated gem. And I look, I've always said this about Paris Hilton, that no matter what you say about her talents, because let's be honest, she doesn't have much, she at least tried. She became famous for being famous, right? But then she thought like, okay, I'm famous now. I'm going to try and be a singer. I'm going to try and act. She at least tried. Kim Kardashian just gets famous and doesn't do anything. So Paris Hilton up here, Kim Kardashian down here. And fun fact, Paris Hilton apparently is one of the world's most sought after DJs at the moment. And apparently she's bloody good at it. So she's at least made something for herself. Good on you, Paris Hilton. I'm just happy to be talking about Paris Hilton on ASA. I mean, who yeah. would have ever thought? It's who, a long you know, time coming. 39 episodes it took Matt Dyson, but here we are. It's been bound to happen eventually. And I've never seen this 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 movie pledge this, and it's, apparently it's one of the worst movies of all time. But if it's got Holly Valance and Paris Hilton in it, which it does, maybe I don't know. Maybe the Oz Network work, should cover it on uh, on a movie revu- review. <laughs> I, I, maybe we'll add it to the list. I'm actually looking here too with Holly Valance, and I remember these ads. This was in 2006. Remember when she was the face of 1800 Reverse? Do you remember those ads back in I 2006? Do. Yeah, right. Well, it. It is interesting, like, because it, it is 15 years ago, like, it's interesting looking back and seeing where these celebrities were in it because they all have their peak period, don't they? I mean, yeah. some celebrities managed to do it over 20, 30 years, but the majority, especially ones that are just sort of not really famous for too much, they might have been on a, on a, on a soap show or a few ads like Lara Bingle and stuff. They have a, they have a small window of, of when they cash in. We all know that. Um, so it is interesting, and, and and of course, in that period, that they'll they'll put their name to everything because they they know they've got a two or three year period. Just just get the money while you can and get out. So, um, how good would it be? Should, should David Mason thrown the checkbook at Paris Hilton and got her on Celebrity Survivor? Oh, just, that would have been. Just, a, yeah. I mean, just total checkbook. There you go. You're in. Did Did you ever watch The Simple Life? I mean, <laughs> she could barely live in a Hollywood mansion. I don't know how she would live actually out there. And I, I we heard how much the budget was. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they could have afforded Paris Hilton. Maybe now, maybe today, uh, but not in 2006, <laughs> unfortunately. Here, well, you've got Dicko on a volcano. <laughs> just, just, that's it. That's all it needs to sell you, right? I don't care if this is the happiest network in the world. Dicko is on a volcano. That That is a selling point of any selling point right there. And then just when you think it can't get any better, you get Dicko in an outrigger. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I just want a TV show of just dicko in things, like yeah. dicko on a scooter. 
Dicko in a shopping trolley. Dicko goes to the vet to take his dog. Like, like I would watch it because, like, there's something about Dicko doing stuff that, like, makes me want to watch. And Dicko on a Volcano. Like, that should be an album title. Hey, I'm Dicko and this is my new album, Dicko on a Volcano, featuring Holly Valance. Like, get on it. Like, this, this, and we, you said it a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to say it too. This is the best opening of any Australian Survivor, hands down. Absolutely, there's no question. Channel 7's version of Survivor has the best opening because this is a, a, a tight, concise, two, three-minute introduction clip. It's it's very Jeff Probstian, Dicko on a Volcano, going through everything. They're going to have to fight to survive and vote people out of the tribe. They're used to red carpets and glamour. And you've got the shots of them on the boat. You've got this. You've got a bit of an introduction. And it all ends with... Dicko's 25 days, 12 celebrities, one survivor. Like, it's just, it's it's brilliant. It's so good. And I, I can't speak volumes enough. Can, you, can you please just do the whole podcast for the whole season in that Dicko bloody voice? Bloody Dicko, hello. There's a bloody turd in my toilet. What's going on? <laughs> Between Dicko and Elton Flatley, and I think I've got a bit of Guy Leach for you this week as well. Uh, oh. because <laughs> just, just... It's just so good. Can we just talk about Dicko on a canoe as well? Like with the chanting. Like, again, going back to how great this intro is, we go from Dicko on a volcano, the great introduction, the great opening theme, and then we have the tribal aspect of kind of the local Vanuatans on these on these canoes, which, again, reminds me very much of the US version. But we didn't see Jeff Probst on a canoe going, hey, hey, here's Dicko on a fucking canoe going, hey, hey, ooh, ooh, ooh. Fucking Dicko just gets into it. I I, re- I don't know how much we asked this to David about, like, was this Dicko's idea? Like, hey, hello there, David, let me get in a canoe. I want to bloody join him. Like, I, I can't imagine he's forced to do it. This is just Dicko going for it. So, so good. We get Guy Leach, the mate. Guy Leach loves to use the word mate. Now, Naomi, last season, she was a fan of the word bloody. Bloody boat, bloody ship, bloody, bloody, bloody. Guy Leach, he's a mate man. He's a mate man. I've written down a quote here. Coconut bean it, mate. Fruits in the forest, mate. Couldn't find anything, mate. Like, just mate, bloody mate, mate, mate. She'll be right, mate. So, uh, we're going through the awards here. So, the David Haas of this season is Amber. Kim Johnson... You know, maybe she's the the listener. I'm gonna go. Kim Johnson's the, the no, I don't want to say the Lance. Nicole's the Lance of this season, the nicest human. We'll we'll come up with some with Kim, but Guy Leach is the most Australian contestant, just like Naomi was in the first season. I'm giving the the Australian of the season title to Mr. Guy Leach, mate, bloody mate, 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 mate. You'll bloody be right, mate, mate, mate. Amber and Nicole, this I love this. They're looking for the water with this dodgy ass map. This, this map, trust me, it's the dodgiest map you've ever. We'll, we'll try to get a screenshot of it and shot you of it. Love and put this it up on map. Our, oh, we, Ben, we got to get a screenshot of it and put it up on our social media. Dodgiest map ever. Anyway, so Amber and Nicole, they're looking for water. They they find a bit of a water hole. It's kind of not as dirty as the one in Africa, the season three America one, like where it's just like elephant shit in there and all that. But, but it's just a, it's just this water stream, right? And Amber. <laughs> She thinks it's because she's like, well, it, it, this must be it. She goes, here I, here we are looking around for Mount Franklin, and uh, 
But you're gonna, see, you're gonna say it with a bit more gusto, Matt, because Amber's like, oh, "Of course, this is a bloody water." Like the way yeah. she kind of says it, like, "Of course, it's the bloody the, water." Yeah. Of course, it's the water. Here we are looking for Mount Franklin. <laughs> of course, that wasn't the water they were drinking. They had a nice little barrel of Mount Franklin, probably, yeah, you know, um, back at their camp. But I did like that. I just like that. Um, yeah, they're sort of they have a shot to them looking for the water and all that. But yeah, it's a nice little a bit of Amber and Nicole. They're bonding. And then, of course, the one and only Justin Melvy arrives. Now, Ben, can I just say with this tree mail? Yes. It's just a nail. They've just nailed something to the tree, haven't they? <laughs> it, 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 that's it. Like, once again, we had the dodgy map. Now we get the tree mail. There's no box or anything there where you're open. It, it's just one piece of paper, a nail, and someone's written on it, which we don't actually see. Normally in season one, you, you'd actually, they would take a bit of a shot of, the writing so it was a bit easier to for me to write everything down this you don't you just see him reading it but anyway so tree mail can i just say i with the with the tree mail and stuff from season one it, some of it was actually quite good to read out this i think they yeah i don't know how much effort they went to the rhyme of this but anyway i'll read it out for this first challenge it's a sure bet you're going to turn around and get wet it will help if your tribe's got several who are good with a knot. <laughs> now, now this isn't a fight to the death, but get ready to hold your breath. Yeah. No, that's like grade three poetry class. Yeah. When Sorry, I, David Mason, if you listen to this, mate, you put a lot of effort into this season with everything else, but, mate, you need to get some better writers for those. Yeah. I um, it was. I think that was a last-minute job as well. I think... Um, yeah. yeah and, some, and just somebody whole... got fired for that, surely. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the, that's the tree mail, Ben, and uh, so it looks like uh, people are getting wet, and um, you might have to hold your breath. And Matt, like what you're saying, like you're the type of person who does appreciate gameplay like this, giving it a crack, giving it a try. I give you shit all the time, but I definitely agree with you. You at least tried to do stuff out there. You didn't just sit back and go, "Fuck, I'm going home. I suck." Clearly, I'm going to do a podcast in a couple of years with some random <laughs> dude who can never fucking get on the show. That's where I am at life. <laughs> I may as well go home now and get called a sexist pig by feminists two days later on social media. That wasn't your plan. I, at least I hope it wasn't. So you know, I, I I respect you know the fact that you did do what you did. So yeah, it's it and it's. And again, at the end of the day, as I keep saying, it makes great television. And this is what I've always said about players that whether I personally am a fan of them or not, it doesn't matter to me what my feelings are as long as I'm watching this for, for great TV. You know, there are plenty of Australian Survivor players that I'm not fans of. Wait till we get to Channel 10 version. You'll hear a lot more about it. But again, if I'm entertained enough that I don't like them, casting have done their job well. And, and that to me... This is a television show, and that's what's most important. Absolutely. If you can look at a cast and say, I like this person, love that person, hate that person, the the, the, the casting have done their job. And can I just say, Ben Waterworth, you are selling yourself short, mate. All I ever wanted was to do a podcast with you, mate. So <laughs> you, you're actually selling yourself short there, mate. Playing two days of Survivor and then getting on Oz Network, then creating ASA with you, mate. That's all I ever wanted. Fuck half a million dollars, mate. I ASA is where it's at. I don't know if we've ever talked about this on air, but we had talked before you ever went on Survivor. You did message me when the cast was announced, basically saying, hey, did you see the cast? And this was at a period where I really just was not watching Survivor at all. I was kind of taking a break. And I was kind of, I remember seeing that message on my phone going, man, oh, I remember talking to this guy, like, oh, yeah, I'll check that message later. And then I remember going, like, reading it, going, did you see the cast today? And I'm like, 
No, I didn't. And I'm like, okay. So I looked at it and then I'm like, fuck, one of our listeners is on Survivor. Hey! And then I'm all Mr. Suck Up and nice and friendly. So <laughs> I, 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 I do remember that. All of a sudden you fobbed me off and then when you realise yeah. like an hour later, all of a sudden, oh, I'm actually going to be in Brisbane soon. Do you want to catch up? Like, just like Guy Leach says in, in the night night two here, I went I went from the shit house to the penthouse with yeah. you and Guy Leach actually says that here. I actually just looking down at my notes and that's Guy Leach actually says uh, on night two where uh, it's pissing down rain. He says, oh, we've gone from the penthouse to the shit house all in the space of five hours, mate. That's how I that's how I felt like with you in the space of about an hour. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I have no friends uh, because <laughs> I am an asshole. And that is case in point. Matt Dyson has been at the other end of me being a absolute asshole. Channel 10, if you want an asshole on, on the next season, I'm I'm available. This challenge is so good. What makes this challenge shit is the reward aspect. No! No, no this is it is shit, Matt. Don't talk to me about this not being this, shit. This is my favourite part of the bloody episode. We oh. finally get to see the one, the only, fresh from a stint in Iraq, former SAS man, Ben Be- or Benjamin Ben Wynn. Like, this, they get a reward of a former SAS guy to come in and, and teach them, you know, about camp life and, and what they can eat. Like, how good is this? I'm going to say this right now with risking any interview with this guy if we ever get him on the show. Um, this guy's a piece of wood. Like, I, I literally have seen pieces of wood with more personality and excitement and entertainment value than Ben. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He's, he's, a, he's a unit. He's big. He's tough. Thank you so much for defending our country, Ben. Like, thank you for your service. But, mate, flick a switch on. Like, watch something that excites you. Like, what what, what excites you? Like, hang oh, on, I'm Ben. I, I, Look, what, what, you give my name a bad reputation. Look, <laughs> you probably wouldn't use the words personality plus with him uh, to, descri- <laughs> to describe him, but... The guy's got a rig on him. He's built like a brick shit house. I'm just I like, jealous. I like the fact he's got the hat. He's kind of made it like the Legionnaires hat. He's got like a you know like a shirt or something that's and then the cap on. So it's, this guy, this guy knows how to survive in the jungle. All right, but like, does he though? Because well, when we get after this challenge, there's a moment where Wayne's like, "I'll oh, see. Do you boil it? Do it?" And he's like, "Uh, yeah, you could." Steam it, I guess. Like he, he really even the survival aspect. I swear, when he's actually going around, I think he's bullshitting. This is why I want Ben on the show because I feel he's bullshitting. He's like, oh yeah, that, that that you can steam it. You, you fucking do what you want with it, mate. Like that's that's what he's doing. I gotta say, look, I still I know I really you know asked a lot of questions to David Mason about Ben Wynn, and he sort of didn't really give us too much. He said that he possibly could have known him, like been an applicant from the the mole days. I still reckon Ben, there's more to it, and that's I do why too. I, yeah. I do too. That it, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I'm like, it still, it didn't fly with me. What that, that what we got told about how he came into it. There's more to it. If this is the twelfth contestant of this season, this is a celebrity version. Like his backstory, there's more to it. There, there has to be. So I look, I still haven't been able to track him down. There's actually they've just been promoting a new show uh, in Australia. Um, it's a uh, SAS Australia. It's called a. It's um basically a, a. I think they've got like three or five SAS or former SAS uh, you know people, and uh, then they get celebrities on, and they've got people like well, apparently Chappelle Corby's a celebrity these days. Apparently, um, <laughs> Chappelle got, Corby. Yeah, she, she's wow. on. I'll, I'll, 
I, I, do you know about this show, Ben? I know you're, you're I in know, Canada, but if Chappelle okay. Corby's doing okay. SAS, holy crap. Okay, so let's just let's just go through the cast. So we've got Chappelle Corby. Wow. We've got the Honey Badger, Nick Cummins, oh, fresh off his there you fresh go. show <laughs> off his recent stint on as being the bachelor that yep. didn't end too well for him. No. Uh Roxy Jasenko. Can I is, she, oh. is, there, is, is there a reality TV Stop show with celebrities Roxy she's not on? Happen. Like Jesus. She, man, they've been They've been pushing that for the last 10 years, haven't they? Just just get to a point where you realise, Roxy, that no one gives a shit about you. Just stop. Stop, she Roxy. Was, she was on um, a Celebrity Apprentice, wasn't she? She was on everything with the word... She was on Celebrity Survivor. They just edited her out. You're gonna who like is this one? she? What did oh. she... Who, why is she a celebrity? Uh, ben Wynn is more of a celebrity than Roxy. I know. She likes to, it says here she likes to flaunt her lavish lifestyle on Instagram. Good for She's, her. She, she is a PR maven, it says, who founded Sweaty Betty and is married married to disgraced businessman Oliver Curtis. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, Disgra- you, I like how they use the word disgraced. You, you, go, you go from Chappelle Corby to Roxy Jenko. Like there's a, there's a high and a low there. Like I said, they're not full of beans. They're no dicko. You know, they're not. They're not. They're not bloody <laughs> just out there. And you know, they're just because they get trained. Like they're at that level. But look, they scare me, Matt. I can sit here behind a microphone and be all Mister Brave Ben and say you've got no personality. But again, he's fucking knocking on my door right now. I'm shitting my pants. All right, Ben, you would kick my ass. Ben. You you would absolutely rip into me. Please don't hurt me. Come on the show. I apologise for that. But seriously, mate, I will tickle you if I can tickle. Ben Wynn to get a laugh out of him and see that he can smile. There you go. Ben, can I just say words that I use to describe you is icon, <laughs> le- legend, you know, funny at times. Uh, one thing I'll never, one word I'll never use to describe you, Ben, would be brave. Yeah, true. Very true. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the complete opposite of brave. I, I, I am a, I'm a wuss. I'm a chicken. Own it. Uh, one thing I will say, actually, before I want to get to this challenge. Mr. Wynn, I um, did label him as the worst Australian Survivor contestant of all time in our rankings back when we did them, when there were 76 players. And I may still hold that opinion. Okay. In serious, <laughs> though, how, how can Ben Wynn... Okay, in all serious, how can Ben Wynn be worse than Kim Johnson, who who says, I'm out of here, like, I'm done. I'm not I'm not injured. I'm not sick. I'm just, this isn't for me. I'm out of here. I, 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 you can't put Ben Wynn in that category. No way. That, that, is, that's, that is unfair. That is unfair to Ben. Whether you like him, love him, want to know what the hell he was doing on that show, the bloke didn't quit. But, but the argument I would have is Ben did nothing. There's not yeah, but, one thing you can tell me Ben did. That well, kid, like, what's what's? I mean, I, the difference is okay. He didn't quit, so that's a great argument. That is a fantastic argument. But Kim, she at least looked good in a bikini. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but you stumped me, Matt Dyson. But, you stumped me. Ben, no, you said Ben didn't do anything. Well, he he did show Wayne what what plants he could. But I still eat. say he didn't. Even, he was making that up. I'm telling you now, Ben Wynn was bullshitting in that. So you watch it again. He's just like, oh yeah, you could steam it and shit and fucking. There's everything here, and like he doesn't know what he's talking about. The guy's probably a sniper or something. He's probably he sitting is. up on a bloody bell tower, not never even going to the jungle. He, he's a, he, he's and been, then yeah, he does. He's been told last minute, like you were coming to this. Hey, coming again. By the way, you know everything about the land. And he's like, what? 
It's like, just, just fucking go with it, mate. You're on Survivor. You're hanging out with Wayne Gardner. Just go for it. So they've got him there. And Wayne Gardner's like, oh, yeah, like, great. What are we going to do? You know, fucking boil it and shit. And I don't fucking know. But you look, we interviewed Sean McBride in season one. He, he was, of course, the survival expert and former SAS member. Had um, personality. There you go. Yeah, yes, but he still wasn't full of beans. The guy, you know, he's still not. He at least had one or two. Ben he's not got like minus 12. He's not out there like Luke Toki and just, you know, <laughs> out there and, you know, like. Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah. But anyway, hey, getting back to this challenge. Yes, five- challenge. How great is this challenge? Pigs yeah. in mud. Can I just, before you get to that, can I just say really quickly, we had an immunity bell in the first season. We get an immunity fucking stick with a rock on it, season two. <laughs> this is this is a shit immunity <laughs> idol. Come I'm on. glad you brought that up. Um, <laughs> it's terrible. Hey, please explain. It's, it's, it's we've a got it one. Stick we've with got a rock. We, We've got a One Nation member on this cast. We, you know, of course, Pauline Hanson famously says, "Please explain." That's a yeah. please explain moment. What is going on with? Is that is, okay, Ben? The, the person who made the map, mm-hmm. the person who came up with that that rhyme for the reward, is this the same person that 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 came up with Has this? Has to be. Has to be. Absolutely. That came up with the bloody immunity, whatever it is. It, it is like I'm looking at it now. It's a stick with a rock or it's a rake with a rock. They've just literally gone to Bunnings and got a, you know, a rake and whacked a rock on it and go, this will do. There you go. Fucking celebrity survivor. No wonder people don't think this is a real season of Survivor. You win a, win a fucking rake. David Mason immunity. was not lying when he said, like, they, the budget was already spent with the first 11 celebrities that they, that's why they had to get better. Uh, yeah, you know, Ben winning because they didn't have it. She's that that that's uh <laughs> he had like ten thousand dollars left. They spent nine thousand nine hundred and ninety five dollars on Ben Win and five bucks on a rake for the immunity. <laughs> Is it okay? <laughs> we said we said that this season had the best opening of any season. Is this the worst immunity buddy? Yeah. The, the bell is is brilliant compared to this. I don't even think we really talked up or down the bell. The bell's just the bell. No. Um oh, but- okay. Yeah, like I'd, love to, I'd love to know where that bell is now. Oh, so would I. I look, I'll be absolutely honest with you. I, I don't know the Channel 10 versions enough to even remember the immunity idols. I'd ask you, but you never saw one. So, um, I yeah, I mean, it's got to be the worst. Come on. Oh, it's a, it, Trust me, it's the worst. There is one bad one in season in, in Channel 10 that uh, got a few fan reactions. Like, what the Don't you just that? win but, David Jeanette? Isn't, like, literally you win the Golden God as an idol? Like, because he is one. Look at him. Like, you know. Oh, shit. But, but then Ben's confessional. Give me 50% yeah, of his confessionals. So, okay, yeah, so he says that, yeah, that um, the tribe realise I've got a fair bit to offer, a fair bit of knowledge. Stop, and, stop, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt. And too think, much personality. They, they, too they, much personality. Okay. Say it better. Come on. I know we... He, he, you're right. There is no personality. <laughs> poor, poor Ben. He's a great bloke. I've never met him. Don't know if he's still alive, but he's a great bloke. But he said, yeah, he just says, oh, the, the tribe realise I've got a fair bit of knowledge. And, uh, yeah, I think they found uh, found me to be a valuable prize. Bit better. How's that? You're getting there. You're Bit just better? an excitable guy, Matt. You're senior constable, Matt Dyson. You're pulling people over. Like, you're just too excitable. Well, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you. For me, it's like it's that disappointment of with Ben Water uh, with Ben Win that you know, like he's in it such a short time. But Ben, all good things come to an end, just, just like Nelly Furtado sung in that famous song of hers. All good things come to an end, Ben, and this is what this episode's all about. Didn't she have talking about singers? We, we've covered a few singers. On, that's actually a name. That's a, I'm glad I brought her up because that's someone that had a bloody pretty big hit 
uh, CD around that time of Survivor. The album was called Loose, of course. You're a smart man, Matthew Dyson. I, I like these little uh, workings you have and the, the, the way you do this because uh, there's never a bad time to play Nelly Furtado. So you might have already uh, opened our door for the, uh, the closing song. Okay, look, let's play this game. <laughs> I'm going to put up, so Ben winning is prime. Mm-hmm. The guy was he had heaps of muscles. He was a he was a tall fella too. I'd love to know how tall he was. He was a big bloke. Yeah, right. Big Ben. Then then you've got Zach, the big yep. dog. Zach yep. from from my season All Stars. Okay, big big Ben versus the big dog in their prime. Who would win in 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 a, in a, in a wrestle? I'm going with Zach. Like I know Ben's a SAS guy, right? And he's probably got tactics, but Zach, Zach was a gladiator. That guy knows how to push people off things. And Zach's energetic. Like, Zach's got a personality. And I think, like, you can't ever underestimate a personality in something like that because you've got to get yourself pumped up. Like, to me, like, like this is where I come to my conclusion. When they win the challenge, when they win the reward challenge, you've got Guy Leach, like, flexing the muscles. Everyone's pumping up. Ben's literally in the back and going, we won. Look, he just doesn't do anything. You fucking won a challenge, mate. Get excited. So to me, he's just going to stand there and be all like, oh, I'm SAS. And Zach's just going to be like, and like fucking good. And it's a keto diet too, Matt. I'm going to have to disagree with you here, Ben. I reckon reckon the big Ben would beat the big dog simply because big big dog Zach, he he likes to sort of look good first, win second, a bit of a, you know, showman. Like, and I've, I love that. I love that about Zach where Ben, big Ben, Ben Wynn, he would just, he would, he wouldn't say much as we know, he doesn't really say much. He would end up just wrapping him up, put him in a headlock and just, just put the big dog to sleep in like two (laughs) seconds. I reckon, And then probably get up and say, now I've got to go look for some food out in the bush that I can steam. Too much personality there, Matt. It's (laughs) now I've got to go look for some food in the bush. (laughs) <laughs> take Wade and Gardner with him but anyway I just I thought I'd put that out there we'll put it out there I'll tell you what this is the clip that we're sharing as yep. the audio and people can comment on this to say who will win Ben or the, Ben or Zach no it's not Ben it's the big dog Sorry. versus big Ben big dog versus big Ben there you go alright big dog <laughs> versus big Ben I'll try and uh, remember that <sighs> in the promotional material Matthew oh, Dyson shit. Like I, I, I feel like I'm so negative on this guy and I'm making fun of him. Like I have, no, like he's probably the nicest guy. And should we ever track him down, this will be better than when you track down Shona, when you track down Jeff, when you ever track down Ben Darkles. This will be the greatest achievement we will ever get on Australian Survivor Archives if we get Benjamin Win on. And we've got hundreds of episodes to go in our future, so we're not going to give up. We'll be like 85 and he'll be like 100 and we'll get him on finally and he'll die as soon as he's finished his interview. But... But like this is just the thing. Like it's just it's like the curious case of Benjamin Wynn. Who is this guy? Like what is this guy? And all we get to see him. Like how many words? That that confessional you just read out, Matt. Count me those words on that page. There's got to be like twelve words. You said I feel. Uh, 30, 40, 40. He's, he's about twenty five. Twenty five. Twenty five words. We should go back and see the first confessional, right? He he might have said fifty words on Survivor. Right, I know he's only in two episodes, well, an episode and a half, episode and a quarter. Technically, he's yeah. not even in two full episodes. But like, this is a guy who is an Australian Survivor contestant. Like, we we're here defending this season as a proper season of Survivor. We classify these people as Australian Survivor contestants. Benjamin Wynn is one of them. But like, that's it. And what what are we like? Four minutes into this episode, 
And that's all we're going to hear from him. This is the guy's getting voted out this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm telling you now, Sammy, we got more from her and she never got a confessional. We at least knew who she was. You know, I wonder. I would love to know how many actual confessionals like they did with him, and then in the end, they're like, "Geez, we 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 can't air this." They they must have thought like, "Just just air the best one we've got," and and that was that it. Was but, it? <laughs> give credit to the bloke, though. I mean, he's he's obviously done tours, probably you know, in Afghanistan, Iraq. Who knows? Like, he's not used to having a camera shoved in his face and have to like come up with with lines. And like Ben, obviously, I know you haven't played the game, and obviously, like. You sit in front of the camera and they will they will ask you a few questions and then you've just got to rattle off stuff and you've just got to rattle off like whatever comes to your head first. And sometimes I'll be like, oh, yeah, like, can you say that again? But like add a bit more or, or whatever, you know, and you're just going off with whatever comes off the top of your head. But like I can sit here and talk all day. Like that's just something I've always been able to do. Like you, Ben, you're, you're the king of it. You're the icon. Like you can just talk shit all day. You know, Ben probably never had to do that. So like. He, he's probably sitting there like, okay, Ben, talk. Talk about your time on, on, on today. And he's probably like, mm, uh, uh, many of the individuals of my tribe uh, feel like, you know, I'm, I'm good. What's that training too? Threat. Like you're rigid. Like you're in an army-based or SAS. Like, what, like that military type environment, yeah. it's, it's a lot more rigid. It's a lot more – you're absolutely right. And it it's a – like you've got to have a, I think, a personality. Like this is where like 2006 Survivor is different to you know Channel 10 Survivor because the majority of what Channel 10 are looking for is a personality who can oh, sit in front of a camera and drop a zinger. You know they can drop yeah. a Golden God style quote. You know a Luke Toki. Like they want that because that's who we love. That's the entertainment. That's why we love a Fiona Horn because like she yeah. she gives it right and like. I completely agree with you. Um, and, like, this is probably completely against this guy and what he's used to. But this, again, just fits into the mold of, like, who is this guy? Why is he there? <laughs> like, David couldn't even answer that a couple of weeks ago. Like, it's just, like, this is the best you can get, like, throwing a spanner in the works. <laughs> it, David Mason did say that he thought he may have known him from, like, the mole days. So, so was he originally going to be a mole? Would, would he have made a good mole? No. Because, well... <laughs> He, he wouldn't, wouldn't have given him anything. in a week. <laughs> <laughs> that he guy. Given, he, would, he wouldn't have given anything away though. Like he, he, he wouldn't. He certainly wouldn't have spoken too much where he would have given. But he's also been like because well, the mole had to like kind of sabotage challenges, right? And I just feel like he just wouldn't have a an ability to do that. He would just be because he's such a towering hunk of a man. Like he's just. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just this is the this is the biggest mystery of Australian Survivor is Ben Win. I'm calling this now. Like this this is hands down the biggest mystery yep. ever in any version. I'm gonna even go out on a limb here. The biggest mystery of any Survivor in the world is yep. Benjamin Win. Nate, people listening to this right now. I want you to come up with another mystery from Survivor, be it a contestant mystery or a theory or something, because I feel for the most part, things have been explained. We, we, we generally know the Nicaragua explanation about the mortgage gate. We generally know about Micronesia and the, the matches and the, the all-stars and the matches and lots of matches. We, we know we've heard it, Sandwich Gate and Borneo. We know it, we've heard it, we've generally got an explanation. No explanation. Even David Mason could barely explain this guy, and he fucking cast him. 
It, it was interesting that when we were asking the executive producer, like, where, how did, where did this guy come from? Like, when we're expecting that he's going to come uh, tell us a story about, oh, well, you know, like he had auditioned for something else or we knew him or he, he was an SIS, guy, SIS like expert that they got in or whatever. Even he couldn't, yeah, he couldn't remember. He was just like, oh, I don't know where he came from. And I'm like, well, and I said, like, he wasn't a celebrity. So he wouldn't have had, let's be honest, Ben Wynn didn't have a bloody Max Markson, you know, <laughs> trying to promote him. Like, you know, he didn't have a talent agent. It, where did he come from? I, I, I'm still annoyed that we don't know where the hell this bloke came from. This is the biggest, this is the biggest detective job we will have on this show. Matt Dyson, if you find him, fuck it, if I find him, like, you automatically become a detective in the Queens. I, I, I don't have any power over that, but I'm sure even your superiors listening to this show go, fuck, he's good at these. Like, he should be a detective. Here's your badge. Go on, gold shield. <laughs> I've spent way too many hours trying to track him down with, with no leads whatsoever. We'll, we'll, we'll put him on the missing person list, Ben, with uh, Ben with Dark. With Ben Dark. Everyone listening to this, seriously, like, just, just any connection like if you if you happen to be part if you live in canberra and you're just going past the sas like fucking knock on the door like how you doing i know it's all secure and everything but like have you heard of this guy like just we, we will do everything like between him and ben dark it's the bends like look at yeah. this it's ben dark and ben win like what is it about the bends what a stupid name anyway so i don't know. i don't know but you just got to make sure you don't even have to say like when you're trying to track him down you don't even have to say ben win you say look i'm looking for big ben, big they'll, ben. They'll, know who, they'll know who you're talking about here ben this is what i'm on this show for so i'll can read you, it can out. you read it to me as ben win like i just kind of feel like we need to just have the we're in the episode of him so you know i'll try i'll probably still have a bit too much exuberance but we'll, we'll try <laughs> to improve the slumber of your little society comes a challenge with a lot of variety <laughs> winning this would be quite a thrill but it's important how little you spill <laughs> if you're really careful when you tread you'll have sweet dreams tucked up in bed and i, I go I- yeah, I think, you know, a bit too much personality, but anything is, let's be honest. But you still did very well. Like, I, I appreciated that. Uh, do you reckon? I reckon this was what went down. So I reckon Kakula found the tree mile first. It was actually Ben Wind because he was out in the Let's be honest, he was out in the forest with Wayne Gardner looking for food that he could steam. And Ben Wind stumbled across the tree, yep. you know, that had the nail in it. So he picks off and Ben actually did the original reading and ben, and David Mason's like, oh, fuck me, we can't do it. Like, Mo, so get someone... They're probably radioing to, over, over to someone on the beach. I'm like, fucking get, get Nicole. She, she's an actress. Go get her on the tree and bloody get her to read this out. We've got Ben Wynn over here, bloody found it. And yep. I reckon that's what happened. And David Mason's just like, fuck me. Like, we can't do this. We can't air this. We don't know if Ben Wynn ever had a child, but do you reckon he was like, in the, if you had a scale of like, of like how excited, like obviously, we, I know what videos you're talking about with Fenella. Like she's she's dancing, she's just like off the charts. Yeah. Do you reckon Ben Wynn would be like that? Yeah, like I, I, the one I'm just randomly picturing in my head is when Fenella did the um, "I Want to Dance with Somebody" by Whitney Houston. Um, I'm just imagining this big tree of a man. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel <laughs> the heat with somebody. I feel his baby is like more energetic than he would be. A newborn coming out of his wife. You know, and then like more energy. Your your twins have more energy than he does. You know, like it's 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 that simple. Um, oh, anyway, um, back to the episode. <laughs> One little moment that we got to and Wayne, I love a good uh, bum grope, like a you know manly bum grope in conversation and sport. And 
as him and Wayne depart. Bit of a firm fist on the rear of uh, Wayne Gardner, Guy Leach, and it goes in for a bit of a good, good on you, son. Good on you, champ. <laughs> Off you pop. Bit of the classic manly bum grope on Wayne Gardner. And Wayne Gardner comes from a sport where there's not a lot of bum groping, really. You're on a bike. You know, you can't drive past a guy and give him a bum grope, can you? So I, I think Wayne Gardner enjoyed that bum grope too. That was a good little spot there. I, uh, I didn't actually pick up on that. So uh, if we were doing this podcast in person, like at the, at the, each of, at the end of each you know, podcast, would, would you give me a bit of a Absolutely. bum grab Absolutely. to say, hey, you like good podcast? See you, Matt. Good, good podcast. Bum grope. Bang. Yep. I got told off here in Canada. Uh, I do some uh, hockey commentary over here. And I don't know if Canadians are ready for the terminology bum grope. I was at one of the games, a player scored a goal, and they went to the bench, and as he skated off, somebody gave him a you know, a bit of a bum grope. I, I said that on the commentary, and they're like, ooh, I think you've gone over your bum grope uh, quota for the season, Ben. I'm like, what's wrong with bum grope, you Canadians? You know, come on. <laughs> Nothing wrong with bum grope. It's, it's a good thing. It's an Australian well, thing. Well, I think, I think you've gone over your quota for this episode because <laughs> you've said it about 10 times. The best part of this whole episode, we're flatly smashing shit. Um, not only is he smashing shit, he's getting smashed in the head. He literally gets a coconut, smacks him in the head, and then he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Elton Flatley continues to deliver the gold. And, like, I never in a million years thought I'd be coming into this talking about Elton Flatley, who at the time, I'm like, oh, this guy's forgettable. Did he play so much? This guy had three episodes. Is 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 Sylvan, you know, he, he's Jay. He's everyone in one, mate. Like, smack him there with a coconut. He's like, oh, yeah. The, the funny thing with Elton, he actually gets a few confessionals this episode, but you yeah. swear, like, they're, they're almost like identical confessionals. Just, oh, yeah, they they're sound exactly the same. same. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's gold. You start listening to you, just listen to, oh, what's Elton going to say now, you know? Who yeah. is Australian survivors Philip Shepard? Oh, I don't know, but that guy, like, he is one in a million. Like, he was TV gold, the, oh, the specialist. But, uh, I tell you one thing, if you ever want to have kooky conversations mate like fucking talk i've like i've interviewed him a couple of times and i i I swear the best stuff is not on the recorded episode like that guy is an enigma he's amazing i bought his book i read his book and fuck that guy's brilliant not not the attempt what was the the costa rica job uh the the um fuck yeah the Uh, i've got one of his books i've got one I've got his book, the Costa Rica job. Never actually read it, but I oh, have it's, bought it's it. not bad. Like it's 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 a story. It's got nothing to do with. But like, there's a po- point in it where there's clear like survivor reference. Like I'm telling you now, it made a lot more sense than Sylvan's books. So you know, that's not that hard, right? Would you say Stevie from my tribe would be probably the closest to just for the fact he was a little. I know it's different, but he was a little bit out there, a little bit of century. I mean, yeah, you know, I he was, see where you're going, but. Fuck, I would say Stephen Bradbury's more Philip <laughs> Philipesque. I'm thinking Dez, but but Dez is no. Dez is Dez. Um, Tar, Tarzan maybe, but like Tarzan's too nice. People like Tarzan. People don't like Philip Shepard in the game. So yeah, and the one the one thing I'll say about Philip is random tangent, but like all the shit that Philip Shepard gets. 
One of my takeaways I remember from interviewing Boston Rob once was that Boston Rob, like, fucking defended the shit out of Philip Shepard. Like, you even joke about Philip Shepard being a kook. Boston Rob, like, shuts you down. He's like, no, this guy's, like, a legend. Like, I've got all the time in the world for Philip Shepard. And mm. Boston Rob talks you listen. And mm. that's that's one of these things where I'm like, wow, okay, that kind of blew me away. Wasn't expecting him to do that. But, no, Boston mm. Rob is a big advocate for Philip Shepard. Anyway, we digress. Maybe one day... We, we turn our head to U.S. Survivor archives. Probably not. That's Survivor Historians. Download now. Great show. But uh, hello to Philip Shepard if he ever listens to this episode. We, 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 sorry. I, I'm just I'm, I'm thinking of getting back to the camp and we, we're meeting everyone. It's great. Fantastic. Get back to Moso and we, we meet a new tribe member, Matt. We have this uh, idol. Is that Ben? He's got about the same amount of personality as Ben. Head on a stick. <laughs> Um, but I, you know what I actually really like about this moment is Elton. Elton comes in and he puts his footy down. And he's like, oh, yeah, we met, a, we met a new thing here. It was like an idol or something. Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> like, fucking I love he call, Elton. He calls so it like much. a, he goes, oh, it's like a shrine or an yeah. icon. He, he, he sort of, I'm like, Wait, what is it? Like, it, looks, it looks like that Wilson off that movie <laughs> passed away, you know, but. But like yeah. in a coconut, and they've we've like, not seen this before, though. Like this is just kind of like it's popped up. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, and it, it is funny though. Like in here, he obviously got Fiona telling Elton, "Yeah, make an offering, come with us." And Elton, he's I think he's all confused. He doesn't even know where the hell he is, you know. And with uh, <laughs> rugby like, ball, <laughs> getting hit in the head. With the, he's got a concussion. He's getting hit in the head with like he does in rugby does coconut. but David Oldfield here please talk him up here because like this is where he gets that great confession where he's like Fiona's very earthy and spiritual and this is when he drops his metrosexual confessional which I, you know what I weirdly remember like I know I didn't watch this season when it was on but I must have seen a promo for this because I, I weirdly remember like them avid like putting this on an ad like oh here's David Oldfield like and he drops his line about I'm a conservative typical Aussie bloke but I'm also a bit metrosexual um, so which 2006 <laughs> Six Matt Dyson, metrosexual was the thing, right? David Beckham, you know, they. I, I openly admitted I was a metrosexual in 2006. That was a thing to do back then. I don't know if you were a bit metro back then. I was probably a bit everything back then, but it, <laughs> it's funny how he says here, I, I'm your typical conservative Aussie bloke. You think So you think he's going down one path and then he goes, with maybe a little bit of metrosexual <laughs> thrown in on the side. That's what he's like, how good is this bloke? I want. I want to <sighs> see... David Oldfield with like the the Beckham hairstyle circa two thousand and six. Like I've been rocking that hairstyle for fifteen years. I haven't even changed it. But um, yeah. I mean, God, I, pff, metrosexual David Oldfield. There's there's something I'm sure that everybody watching this didn't. I wonder if Pauline Hanson watched this season and thought, oh, there's David. <laughs> we move back to Moso. We've talked naked Fiona once. We get naked Fiona again. Now. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember if we talked much to Amber about this, but maybe we did. We'll bring it up to her again in a couple of weeks. But is this like the most awkward strategy talk ever in Survivor? Because I don't know if you're watching Amber here and her way she's like sitting as Fiona. Fiona, Fiona's like free spirit. Fiona fucking is naked and woolly. She doesn't care. And Amber's just like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. Yep, put some so fucking I'm, clothes on. I'm just, I'm just picturing it right. So me and you on Survivor together. You know, they do like a, a fans one, fans versus favourites, whatever. We're, we we end up being on it, right? You're We're on there. the fans, I'm on the favourites, right? That's right, of course. <laughs> you take me down to the 
to, to the little water, you know, the waterfall. Yep. And we're sitting there and next second I'm sitting there, I'm in my, in my, in my, my trunks and I look over and you're sitting there with your slug out <laughs> naked, just like full, <laughs> I'm talking about full Ben Waterworth slug just out. <laughs> I don't know if I could sit there and, and talk strategy with you. I don't know if I could, like, I certainly couldn't keep a straight face. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, okay, reverse it, reverse it. I take you down to the, down to the water. Next second, you turn your back for two seconds. You turn around. I'm sitting on the rock with my slug out. I'm probably going. Hanan's a lucky woman. Um, <laughs> going. It's you live man by name, man by very much nature. There it is. You shouldn't have been first boot. Oh, now we we did actually talk to Amber about this. I won't say we'll, we'll wait till we get her back on ASA and we'll discuss this again because it is an interesting point. And Amber did have a bit to say about it. Um, she remembered it quite well about that whole them two going down to, to the water. But, um, yeah, it's, um, look, okay, how about this is the second time that we've seen Fiona Horn naked, the nipples, the bosoms. Do people still say bosoms? They did in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> it was the olden days, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to okay, Ben. I'm trying to put myself back in 2006. So that's just me. I'm, I'm in the zone here. I'm trying to bring myself to 2006. And apparently, back then I said bosoms. But the, yep. can, okay, this is the second topic. Can, can you have too much bosoms in an episode? I don't know. Look, no. Um, but I mean, it's still like it's still kind of like a, a double take, isn't it? You're like, you know, whoa, okay, there they are again. But because um, I mean, I think like oh. I, I mean. Nudity in Survivor is like, you know, peanut butter and jam. I mean, God, the, the first taste of Survivor we all had was Richard Hatch, you know, slonging it out oh, every five seconds. Geez. But it's, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of just lost with the word bosom again. But what did I say about this? Possibly we could find Benjamin Wynn on OnlyFans. Does he have an OnlyFans account? He's got an OnlyFans. <laughs> imagine, that, imagine that if we end up finding Ben Wynn. Through OnlyFans, the guy's got content. He's got he's got an OnlyFans account. But you know what? If it if, even if it's fifty dollars a month, I'll pay it just to get in contact with him. That would be the most boring porn <laughs> ever created. Like so it's come just on. pictures. Is it just pictures? I don't know. No. There's pictures. There's videos. There's fucking you know. Bring out your dead. There's everything. Do you like? There. Do you like how I'm making? I don't know anything about. Only yeah. Fans. No. Oh, what is OnlyFans? Shit. Delete subscription. Hanan's gonna listen to this. Shit. Get aware of it. Um. Oh, so good. Yeah. I love how we go off onto these little rants and they end well, up oh, so good. This is the politician side of things, right? And uh, after that brief word from our sponsors at OnlyFans, let's get into the immunity <laughs> challenge. <laughs> Is David Oldfield like the Casey Ryback from Under Siege? You know, Stephen's a goal. Like, he's more than just a cook. I mean, look, I, if any comparison between David Oldfield and Stephen Seagal, I'm there. Like, I mean, you know, David Seagal, we can call him something like that. You know, like, oh, oof, I'd watch David Oldfield in an action <laughs> flick. Who wouldn't? David Old. You're kidding yourself if you're listening yeah. to this and you say, you bullshit, you would. <laughs> Expendables 4, David Oldfield, put him in it. I would much rather see a thumbs up than this, the tribe has spoken. They certainly have. If I hear they certainly have one more fucking time to the tribe has spoken, I will slap my television silly because that annoys the shit. I don't know why that annoys the shit out of me. But it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's an Australian survivor thing. I swear on every Channel 10 season, everybody's like, the tribe has spoken. They certainly have. Like, shut up. <laughs> like, I want JLP to just like, oh, for fuck's sake, roll his eyes. It's like, piss off. Anyway, side tangent. Um, 
I also what like. About, what, what about when people are overly happily happy when they're voted out? I, I don't. I hate, um, like, you know, like, you know, like yeah. oh, you got me. I don't it's, know, is that the same covering up their disappointment? You, I mean, everyone yeah. reacts to things differently. I'm the type of person that I've always said that if I was to get voted out, I would be like, I'd make a scene. I'd like, and like, even if I'm like legitimately meaning it or I'm just doing it for the camera, I'd like fucking throw shit. I'd pick up a seat. I'd, I don't know. Like you say all these things now and at the moment, of course you're not going to do it. But, um, you know, like I think of like chicken in China, like, dang. And you know things like that, and or I'd do like a what's a face um, from Philippines and like going to kiss J. I'd fucking pash JLP. <laughs> I'd like grab that beautiful man hunk and just go in for the tongue, like you know, as my dad used to say, bend him over, slip him one. So um, that's funny. <laughs> hello to my dad if you're listening. Um, but yeah, I I don't know where I was going. And I never even thought I'd get the opportunity to, to, to host a, a podcast with you, seeking you the esteemed Ben Waterworth. So Living uh, the dream, messaging Fiona Horn and podcasting with Ben. You didn't have very big dreams. But look, it, and to be honest, I was, I was a bit um, intrigued about Doug Mulray as well. Is, is Doug someone that we wanted on on Survivor? Did you are you aware of? Do you know of Doug Mulray? I, look, I, I know who you're talking about. I I, I I never really watched Beauty and the Beast. Like I think it was. Um, before your time, I think. Well, it was it was also, I don't think, not really shown in Tasmania because I think I've explained before that we had a weird TV station situation whereas, like, we had a channel called Southern Cross which basically combined Channel 7 and Channel 10 shows together and they mainly showed Channel 7 shows so it was rare that we would get, like, we would miss out on a lot of Channel 10 content and then eventually when digital TV became a thing they essentially created this channel called TDT, Tasmanian Digital Television, which exclusively showed Channel 10 shows. So then Southern Cross said, fuck you, we're going to get rid of all the Channel 10 shows and you have to buy a digital set-top box. And this was years before they eventually, you know, switched off the signal. So I remember, you know, we didn't get Big Brother in Tasmania unless you had a digital TV uh, after like season two or season three. So my long-winded answer to that is that Beauty and the Beast, I think, was shown on that, and then I didn't have it for a while. And from what I knew of it, it was very limited. So, um, I, again, I know who you're talking about. I just don't really have much of an opinion on the guy. I'm, I'm starting to understand why there's never been a genuine Tasmanian actually players trained survivor. Because <laughs> I don't know what it is. No. <laughs> it's getting way they, <laughs> they think Whaler's Way is the new season this year. This is where Oldfield starts talking about guns. So no, so no, I did not miss that. That oh. is that is like keep going. But like I was no pun intended, blown away of this subtle <laughs> little line that just gets dropped in there for whatever reason. I forgot about this. I love this. <laughs> if, if you thought if one bloke on, or if anyone on this on on this cast owned a three fifty seven Magnum, would you have picked that it would have been Oldfield himself? Look, Elton would be my first choice, but at the same time, no, because like oh, knowing oh, oh. Oldfield's political beliefs, probably would believe it would be David Oldfield. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I would have said maybe Wayne may, may have owned a yeah. 357 Magnum, but I, I just thought it was a great little edit here where, where Amber's talking about she, she wants some girly talk, and then the next thing, you, your three blokes are talking guns, and David's telling how he owns a 357 Magnum. Now, is is Oldfield, is he the Dirty Harry of, of the Survivor? Like, is he the original Dirty Harry? Oh, I mean... I mean, he owns a 357 Magnum, for God's sake. Come on. I, I see what you're saying, um, but, I mean, I, I, I just like his puppet... Mar- like, I... I yeah, he, true, true. The intelligent 
dirty Harry. I'm not saying that Harry's not intelligent. That's not what I'm implying. But it's it's I don't know. Like it's such a it's such a forgettable line. Like I don't think anybody even like I again barely remember this as a conversation. If this was made more of a thing. For sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. When we get him on the show, this is going to be like, hey, like fucking talk to us about your guns. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's just because it's just the way like you're right. Like the, the editing again, go, props to the editors. You got Amber like, oh, I, I want some girl time straight to, yeah, 45. That shoot's pretty good. Yeah, I've got a 357 Magnum. I, I also love Justin's reaction when he's just like, have ya? <laughs> Like, okay. And then they cut straight to, like, Gabby and Nicole having, like, the best time in the girls' world, to which then you get Wayne dropping a few, Leechie and I are worried. Oh. Um, but I just, yeah, David Oldfield, the guy is scaring crabs. Um, he's, he's chanting. He's got guns. Uh, I mean, what an enigma. <laughs> is there, oh. There's no such thing as a bad David in Australian Survivor. Like, nah. Literally, it's the name that just owns everything in Australian Survivor. Yeah, ben is the yeah. one that sucks. David is the one that owns everything. <laughs> it's right. You, if you're going to be casting, you always get a David in there. You can't go wrong. Oh, I'm going to read the tree mail, but I don't know if you picked up on it when you watched it. The whole tree mail wasn't read. I, I don't know why. And they've edited some of it out and it doesn't really make sense. So I'm going to read. And if you look closely, because there's a word here that, that Justin, when he reads it, he actually fumbles over the word and he puts his finger up to the word. And you can, can clearly see that there's still basically half of the tree mail to be read, but then they only say about, you can tell it's been edited and then there's only a few more words after that and it's done. It doesn't really make sense. So I'm going to read what Justin, what we see on TV, but, and you guys work it out, but okay. Tree mail. This one's tricky, but don't be a chicken. Be careful when it comes to the picking. Choose a tribe member who's quite light, flexible and handy. And then this is where it gets a bit cut off. And then it says, as is a lack of height. It, it just doesn't make sense. So, mm. And if you actually look at the episode, there's a whole lot more to be read. So I don't know whether, do you reckon when they started, Justin started reading it, it just wasn't making sense and Justin just turned to the camera like, who the fuck's writing this crap? Like, well, I, mean- I, reckon, I reckon Justin's blown up and said, I'm fucking sick of reading these shit tree mails. <laughs> and, of course, they couldn't show that, so they've cut it out and, I don't this know. is coming it, it from makes... a soap actor. This isn't even coming from like Juilliard School of Theatre. This is coming from Home and Away and Days of Our Lives and he's saying it's crap. Good for him. Because <laughs> well, it gets the word handy and it looks like maybe they've made a mistake when they've written handy and they've had to like write over it and he couldn't even make out what the word was. And I reckon Justin Melv has just blown his stack here. It's like, and just, and they've had to cut it all out. And fuck, it makes my hard, my job hard, Ben, when I'm the tree male guy on ASA. Do they? Oh, no, so no. anyway, so unfortunately, it's the first episode I've never been able to read out the tree mail, but at least they've got some tree mail because, as we know, in the future, the tree mail's few and far between. Oh, I mean, where, where's where's our, you know, moment with Lance? Like, oh, Lays, is this a new flavour? Go to your <laughs> store and buy it. Like Sour cream and onion, yeah. yeah oh, my oh. favourite. Oh, How good was it? it? I know we're I know we're, we're chatting season two, but how good was that when when they're doing the the, the Lays chips and Lance's oh. oh new flavour? I mean, that was that's that's you know classic what, Australian TV, isn't it? I like I, I'm I'm enjoying this season. I'm enjoying every moment. I just I don't want to take away from us covering this. I just want to take a brief moment to have a moment of silence to remember us covering season one. Now now that That's- Australian Survivor is going to be filming in Australia again, it just brought it brought back the feels, yeah. Matt. Like- Look- 
I'm not going to talk us up. Oh, fuck it, I'm going to talk us up. How good was the coverage of season one? Oh, fucking, we were robbed of a podcast award. Screw the Australian podcast. We deserve one. I, I mean, literally, if, if you were ever going to get an in-depth podcast of season one, I mean, we couldn't have gone any more in-depth with what we did. I mean, we, we tracked down everyone. We're fucking um, brilliant, Matt. We are great. You know what? Okay? You know what? I, I know we're talking about Let's get back on a season two. because you, know you were that good at Survivor. You know what? We are that good, and <laughs> but then I mightn't be here. So who, you know, exactly. just, you know, I might be spending my five hundred thousand doing something else. So yeah, you wouldn't be wasting just, your time on this. You'd be going was, up to Fiona Horn. You, you, you're <laughs> in with no money. Imagine if you had some money. No, no, I'm not saying Fiona Horn's gold. That sounded wrong. And also, props to the Australian Podcast Awards. They do a great service. Uh, nominate yourself. Uh, yeah, this challenge. We're getting way off topic. Classic Elton here, Ben. He mentioned the weekend at Bernie's line. Now, I'm just picturing, now I'm picturing, now please, Ben, put this up on social media. I'm picturing. It's our episode title, isn't it? It's going to be Weekend at it, Amber's. Well, it, of course it is. Now, I'm just picturing, of course, Elton on one side, David Oldfield on the other, holding up Amber, the classic Weekend at Bernie's, you know, cover. I mean, is that, when you when you were hearing this, is this immediately what you thought? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt. I've never seen Weekend at Bernie's, so um, I, oh. I may, might need to hang up and go watch it. Uh, my my recollection of Weekend at Bernie's comes from How I Met Your Mother when they basically had that whole episode about that. Um, so I know I know what the movie is. I know what okay. it's about. But I, yeah. I'm actually stunned here. How, everyone's seen Weekend at Bernie's. Honestly, this is actually a travesty right now that you're telling <laughs> The whole world here that you have. You were telling me off air that you don't like, you've okay. not seen all the James Bond movies. You couldn't even remember okay. Pierce Brosnan's name. Don't talk to me about travesties. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about, Ben, but uh, <laughs> okay, I, I'm putting out, I've got two challenges here, one for you and one for our, our good friend, Cable Brandon. Now, now Ben, of course, you host the Odds Network, you do film reviews. I'm putting it out there right now. You must, I'm, I'm actually not even giving you off, you must do a recap on Weekend at Bernie's and I'm going to put it out to Cable that he must do a recap on his podcast sequel sucks on weekends at weekend at Bernie's number two. Wait, how do they have a second one when the, is a the guy still dead? Like, they had a they had a second one, nowhere near as popular as the first one, and a lot of people probably forget that they had a second one. So, Cable, you can thank me later. It's going to be a great one to do on sequel sucks podcast. Uh, Coming to you soon, no doubt. Some but Ben's are doing well here, Matt. You're doing well to just but, casually put them in. Well, I just think it's it, – I can't believe that you actually haven't watched Weekend at Bernie. So, Ben, get on it and get some social media stuff up of Amber, Elton, and, of course, Oldfield. I, I like this dictation, Matt's, like, taking control oh. here in terms of Ben do this, Ben do that. Like, can I form an alliance with Cable and decide <laughs> not to and then vote you out? Um, it will happen, trust me. Our listeners want to, want to hear it. How would that alliance happen? Cable – no, I think if, if it was Cable, you and I, I'd be screwed. You two would team up against me. I'd be gone. <laughs> When, when you say when you say um, cooking show, I just think of Ready Steady Cook. Remember that? Show? <laughs> I love that show. That was on. Was it on the afternoons of June? I don't know. I don't well, know if you watched it. Peter Everett got fired. They yes. replaced it with Colin Lane. Um, but, which... I stopped watching. I stopped watching it after Peter Everett got fired. I what, started what, what? watching. Was when he Colin out on the piss or something? Really? No, Peter oh. Everett was the best. Whatever happened to him? Can well, we get I, him on a celebrity show? He was on a he was on a Celebrity Apprentice from memory. Um, oh, he he was might have so even good. been on Ben Dark season. Um, but. I like in all seriousness, like I, it was not something I watched, but when it was on, like I was sure. And like I like Peter Everett, but I, I'm a massive Lane on Woodley fanboy. So when Colin Lane started hosting it, I actually tuned in. 
And one of the, one of the funniest things on um, Lane on Woodley's one of their when they got back together and did their you know reunion thing about two years ago, and they start like making jokes about what they've been up to since. And so of course Frank Woodley's done his little show Woodley, and they're like you know won all these awards, and everyone's like oh yeah, really good, really good. And then basically Frank Woodley's like oh it's no ready steady cook, and then basically everyone starts like booing Colin Lane or something like like just like making fun <laughs> of him for for hosting it. But um, ready steady cook archives coming soon. Why so, not? So we- so we don't know what happened there and why they had to change hosts? Uh, I, I think there was a thing in the media. I think Channel 10 just were like, hey, time for a change, and Colin Lane became about I don't know. I'm, I, I really don't know. But um, Peter Everett, uh, I always always get confused. You're not an AFL man, Matt, but a very famous Australian footballer called Peter Everett. So uh, Spider Everett used to always get them that they were the same person, but uh, hey. they weren't. So, yes. Anyway, what did I miss about the chicken, Matt? I, am, I, am I glaring over something obvious here? Well, well this is my... I love this little passage here. It's it's night time. We got night eight. Kakula. They're cooking their reward prizes. The 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 chicken that apparently must have been raw because they're cooking it. And uh, guy, he, he won't let he won't let this up. He wants a little bit of the nice breasty bit. Okay, he wants the breasty bit. That's all he wants in life. The breasty bit. Wayne then Wayne comes over the top and says, "Oh, he's being a gentleman. He's like, girls, have you have you had some? You know, you choose what you want." So he. he it's not going to happen. Guy Leach wants a breasty piece of chicken. And if when Wayne wants a breasty, he gets a breast. Gabby then passes him some chicken and Guy's like, no, 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 that's a wing. That's, that's, that's the wing. He wants a breasty bit. So then Gabby, he, she's had enough of it. She's like, well, well, dig in Guy. I can't see. She can't see because it it's all nighttime. And, and then Guy follows her. He just wants... Just the breasty bit. That's all he wants. I, I've I never mustn't seen... have been paying attention because when you were talking about the breast, I thought you were talking about um, not later the on in the challenge not when the, you said not the, the melons. No, 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 no. Guy Leach wants the breasty piece of chicken from the reward, and it's classic. We'll play. Look, we'll play it at the end of this podcast so everyone can hear it. But it's classic because Wayne, he's like, oh, geez, this is a bit awkward. Like, let the girls eat. You know, let the girls eat, guy. Like they let them eat for. Let them pick what they want, and. Poor, poor, poor Gabby's trying. She's trying to find the breasty bit in the dark and hands hands in the wing bit. One thing I've learned: you do not hand Guy Leach or Leachy the wing bit when he wants the breasty bit. And I'm 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 a hundred percent with Guy Leach here. I'm like, a, I'm a, I agree. I so the chicken. Yeah, some people love the thigh. I'm yeah. a breast guy. Like I'm oh, a, me too. I'm a. I'm a breast guy. Yeah. I don't like, like meat on bone. I'm not a meat on bone person. And it's no. this part so, of the world they go gaga for ribs. No. You know, like Super oh, no, Bowl I, Sunday. Let's no, go so I love crazy. ribs. No, I, no. So I don't mind the wing either. I, I, I have to eat the leg because my wife, Hanan, she won't, she refuses to eat the leg. She doesn't like the darker meat. I'm not a big thigh guy, though. Like when I, you know, like if I'm cooking a schnitzel, it's got to be the breast schnitzel, not a thigh schnitzel. It's got, but I always thigh schnitzel. Where, oh, where, some where people did you grow do. Up? Nah, people, some people do. They do, yeah, chicken thigh. And, Isn't there that and weird some... thing in this part of the world where when you buy chicken, it's either white or dark meat? And it's like, yeah, it's all chicken white? See, like, what are you talking lo- about? A lot of people say that the thigh bit is the more tasty bit. Of course, it's a little bit darker. See, I like the, I'm a, you know, I, I like the white meat, the, yeah. But, but and clearly, I, I, we've got to bring this up when Guy, when you get him on, he, I've never seen someone so obsessed around the campfire about getting a breasty bit of chicken for their reward. You, so you could go back and watch it and make sure, <laughs> make sure you put it in at the end, Ben, when, 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 you know, we do the little bit at the end, when we talk, you know, you, you do the sound bites from it. That's uh, that's going to be in there for sure. I'm going to teach you how to do it. You can do it this week. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I, we're learning a lot this week. Now I've never heard the word 
Coit's used so yeah. much in my life. I was going to ask I you actually, about this. Russell I had to go- Yeah, I, no, I had to Google it. I had to go- It took me about four attempts of how to spell the word of the actual right word. It's Q-U-O-I-T or oh. S if you're saying Coit. So it's Coit. It's, a ga- it's that rope game where, you know, uh, you throw the right rope. I've never heard the word before unless it's like your coit, like your ass or, you know, and Russell coit. Um, you've never I've even heard, heard that I've Russell coit. I've never heard it as an ass before. Well, the whole point, <laughs> well, that's the whole joke about Russell coit, Ben. Oh. It's your coit. It's your coit is your backside. Didn't even know that. There you Fuck, go. You really are from Tasmania, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if the Tasmanians <laughs> listen to this, but you know what? It's, it's wow. Sometimes, sometimes just- it's... Sometimes it's hard doing a podcast with we you, Ben. We don't know like, what yeah. asses are. I mean, we uh, fuck our siblings. I mean, <laughs> I think we know where to, what to do things. Come on. I don't know. It's, it's just sometimes it's hard because you're so far sometimes behind the times. You, you don't even get the Russell Coit. <laughs> you hear, hear, hear Dicko's mentions Coit about 10 times and I'm like, why is he mentioning Coit? Why is he talking about backsides? And then apparently, no, it's the, it's the Q one. It's not the COIT version or the... The other, it's the Q-U-O-I-T-S. I, and can I just say, I hope that they, in, I don't want to ever hear the word coit mentioned in Survivor ever again. I think we've had it, he mentioned about 20 times. That's more than my fill that I need. I just, I, sorry, I'm still lost for words at this, you know, wow, just let's bring up your friend. Like I, I moved to your state. I now live, <laughs> I lived in New Zealand. I'm now in Canada. Oh, and somehow I'm out, still ben. getting ripped by mainlanders because and I'm some, from Tasmania. Because you were the lucky one, Ben. You got out. Not all Tasmanians get, um, you know, some people go to Tasmania to live as you know, the winner of You've my season. You've been to Launceston. You can't Shane even Thor- comment on being to Tasmania. That's like saying I've been to Queensland, I've been to Ipswich. Like, that doesn't count. Like- <laughs> ben, Im- Hello to all our sit- Ipswich listeners. Hope the drugs are going well. They, they sit Imogen out. I live in Brisbane now, Ben. And I like Justin's little line here about how this is going to be the greatest comeback of all time. We're going to win the next two, to which they do. So good, good um, you know. Uh, future telling there by Justin. And then it's this whole crab chasing situation <laughs> to which David Oldfield <laughs> farts and he's like, oh, they can smell that. And I just love the editing here when they're so like, oh, we're going out of our mind, we're catching this crab and they lose it. And then they, they've got this music and then you hear this and then like stops the music and David's like, oh, we're going to smell it now. <laughs> Oh, oh bro, so good! But this is where they're they're basically chopping their bloody the, the tree, and they've got yeah. the, the plank, the, the wood, or whatever they're sitting on, the tree trunk, and they're actually like almost chopping that to bits to try to get to this little crab. Yeah, I thought I thought he was no longer going for the crab. I thought he he said crabs were at peace. You know, you, you, well, you they were the hermit crabs though, not the big ah, suckers. True. And like, but this we is, said we, David Mason's production notes like two weeks ago, he was saying like, oh, you know, like this is easy, you just put this down. So maybe they didn't get that memo. But did this not remind you of the Breaking Bad episode Fly, when basically like it just gets to a point where it's almost personal now? Like I'm just going to take <laughs> everything apart to catch this one thing, even though it's like, dude, like <laughs> let it right. go. Um, That's right. Yeah, but I also I do love it. Like uh, obviously you'll you'll read out the the tree mail in a second, but I just want to add that I love it when they're trying to deduce what they're getting, and they go into like this pizza talk, and David's like, oh, you know, maybe some pepperoni, some mushrooms, some cheese, and then you go, Justin, pineapple, and then there's like quiet, <laughs> like I like. I, for one, I just want to put this on the record. I never get this debate over pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza is fucking amazing. And if you don't no. like it, like, what's, oh, no. don't give me that. No, don't no, no, give no, me no. that, Matt Dyson. Come oh, on. 
Okay, I'm the sort of guy that if if, if there's a Hawaiian pizza, of course I take off the pineapple, oh. and then, and then, and then if you bite it. But sometimes there's just that little bit bit of pineapple that's under the cheese, and you can't you can't see it. And as soon as you bite into it, and you just you bite down on it, and you get that taste of the pineapple, oh, it's like you quickly spit it because it's like an instant effect. But you're like, oh shit, and you got to. No. I, I I don't mind fresh pineapple, but you don't have it on a hot pizza. Come on, Ben. Jesus. No, no, you're wrong, mate. Sorry. Like this is this is on levels of not liking rose. I just I don't get you. Like, what, what's wrong with you? See, see, Dave and I, we're, I'm a pepperoni pizza guy. Yeah. So pepperoni pizza, Pepperoni's barbecue good. sauce. I like that. Yeah. Do you like the barbecue sauce? Oh, like, do I like barbecue sauce, Matt? I would put barbecue sauce on wheat bix if I could. I, <laughs> I, I would marry barbecue sauce if I could. That is like one of my the the biggest thing about being on keto that I can't have is barbecue sauce. Oh shit! I've drunk barbecue. The first time I ever discovered smoky barbecue sauce was a thing. I literally drank it from the bottle. So, oh. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost Matt. There he is. Pineapple yeah. on All pizza right. and barbecue sauce from the bottle. <laughs> ben, it's tree mail time. Oh yes, bring it on. It annoys me when I see poncho start getting handed out to. What, what are we on? Like day eleven? Yeah, day easily yeah. day eleven. So yeah, yeah. Like, you're because like I mean you know Jeff probes in the beginning sure, but nowadays like it's like oh we want a poncho, well fucking give me all of your food and a tribe member's head, of and course. then you can get a poncho each. Like that's what Jeff probes is like now. You know what? It's almost they're getting so much shit. It's almost getting to the stage where like. A reward the next reward should be like you get nothing it's like yeah. oh, and, and the, the contestants are actually like oh thank fuck i don't have to like shove down breasty bits of chicken like i'm already full and meat like if they're getting so much stuff to shove down their throat and put on their back that like, you're almost getting sick of it probably no wonder that somebody had a massively green turd afterwards you know they're fucking all this protein and shit that they're mixing with like fucking dirty water and rice i'd have we green sh- turds as well we should have uh, oh, we stuffed up we should have asked david mason did it have a bit of like a bit of white meat in it, or did it have the stew? Because if it was a stew, we could have narrowed it down to like Justin Melvy, Elton, or um, probably most like yeah, you know, David Oldfield. But if it was the breasty bit, still obviously, then that's leachy all the way. I think you're so underselling this, Matt. The brilliance of this whole sequence, like this, I could watch this sequence all over because it <laughs> st- starts off. They come back to camp. Elton straight away. Elton into it. Yeah, David. No, hang on, I've lost my Elton. David, there we go. That's a bit more like it. David, I'll have my steak medium rare. It's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Well, I was thinking I'll turn into a stew. And Elton gives a bit of a look. Or will we still get like, I don't care as long as I get a steak each. And then basically David's like, oh, no, you will get a steak and then some. And then he's basically like, well, as long as I get a steak. Like, fucking Elton here. He's got this deadpan look. He's like staring at David as if say, like, what the fuck are you doing with my steak? Um, and then like just even the way they cut to Justin and Justin's kind of got like this look on his face and then Justin's just basically like, I don't care. Like, you know, we just want to eat the bloody thing. Um, and then I love it when you like Justin finally gets the fire and then the way Justin's like, I have a great big steak meal cooking on the fire right now. And then you're, you're right. Like the reaction, like this kind of silence that they have, they're all sort of, they take a bite. They all kind of go silent and then Justin's like, oh, it's pretty bloody good. And then you know, David starts laughing. And then uh, is it David or is it Justin who says about the zesty salad? And David, then, yeah. It's just, it's just the way Elton is like, mate, I don't give a shit about the salad. <laughs> you can see 
you can see Oldfield, he, he's actually really happy about the salad he's done. Yeah. You know, he's got the, the line, is zesty. he keeps saying zesty salad, but no one's interested in the salad. Which, like, do you, are you a Simpsons fan? Like, do you, do you get Simpsons? A little bit, a little like, bit. Sh- yeah. You must know the the famous you don't make friends with salad song from the Simpsons. Like, oh, I, I, Lisa's, like, talking about wanting a salad and basically um, Homer and Bart is like, oh, shut up, Lisa, you don't make friends with salad. And they start prancing around the, um, the living room in, like, a conga line. Marge randomly joins in. Maggie, I think Ned Flanders, half the town joins in. And they start going, you don't make friends with salad. You don't make friends with salad. You don't. And then Lisa's just staring at them. I'm like, fucking Elton is on that ball. Like, don't fucking give a shit about fucking salad. I want some fucking steak. Like, this is, this is, Elton is Sylvan. Because Elton is just so fantastically funny. And just, he just, he wants his steak. He doesn't want fucking salad. Like, he wants to climb trees. Like, he wants to smash shit. Like, <laughs> Fucking love Elton Flatley. <laughs> There's a great line here too. I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's David or Elton, but they're like meat for Moso. Yeah, no, he's like Moso, Moso, meat for Moso. And even even Justin when he's doing the um the the flint and you have that confessional and he's like, all I'm thinking of is steak, 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 steak. <laughs> like I, this is just hilarious. Like this to me is on par with. You know those rewards and, you know, when, like, the golden god is, like, digging through a cake and they're going through the popcorn and they're, like, fucking doing snow angels in the popcorn and cake all over the face and throwing cakes on the ground. Like, hilarious. Like, this is up there. Like, okay, it's not as outwardly funny and, you know, but, like, this is the difference to me between the errors of Australian Survivor. Like, Channel 10, it's flashy. It's, like, entertainment. Like, I'm sure the, the producers are probably goading them on. Like, yeah, fucking smash the cake. Fucking jump in the popcorn. Like, hilarious. Like, the, they know what makes good TV. To me, these guys are just being natural. Elton Flatley's not doing this because he wants to get screen time. Elton Flatley just loves his fucking steak. And he hates salad. So, you don't make friends with salad. Elton Flatley is... I want him as the new campaign of, like, Australian beef. You know how those lamb... Those ads around Australia Day? Fucking get on the beef train with Elton Flatley. Just like, fuck salad, eat beef. I'm Elton Flatley. Australianbeef.com. Like, that's all you need. I would eat more beef if I've got Elton Flatley telling me that. Fuck salad, eat beef. (laughs) You should be promoting Elton Flatley and meat. I, I want Elton Flatley as the face of meat. Like, just Elton Flatley. Just, right now, Australian Beef Commission, sign him up. Like, I, I want Elton on a cow. I want I want fucking Elton Hogg's breath. Like, Elton just sells meat. That's all he wants. Fuck salad, eat beef. There you go. I'm sure Peter and, <laughs> and all the uh, the vegetarian groups, vegan groups, would be loving this right now. But uh, get Imogen on the, the opposite campaign, fuck meat, eat a salad. I'm Imogen Bailey. <laughs> fuck meat, eat a salad dot com. You know, simple. Uh, I, can I just add, I do like on the other side where at Kakula, a kind of like sulky guy, like, oh, I really wanted a steak. I might cry. <laughs> Feeling quite dark at the moment. Like depressed guy because, I mean, his stomach's full of breasty bits, barely digested, and here he is having a sulk because he wants a steak. Now, I, I, he used this word at Tribal last week. He's now used to the game on on, on the... Uh, the Kakula tribe, the bedraggled. He loves using this word, yes. word bedraggled. So yes. I Googled it. I was like, define bedraggled. It's, it basically means dishevelled. Right. I I use the word dishevelled. Obviously, he likes the word bedraggled. I don't know whether that's a UK thing, like because obviously, you know, being, being from the UK, do they like to use or is he just trying to be sophisticated and use it? But I, I was like, what the hell is this bedraggled? I've never used that word in my life. I thought it was a Brendan Fraser movie with Elizabeth Hurley. That's bedazzled. That's, nearly nearly but, out there. But, um, you know, it's, 
<laughs> There's, you can have that joke for free this week, Matt. Yeah, you're welcome. Bedazzling. What, but that, isn't that what they? Is that a new thing where they? Isn't like where people put like the diamond? You're thinking of the the jazzled. The jazzled. Glad you mentioned the (laughs) jazzled. I'm glad that that's finally come up on Australia. Like it's it's been 46 episodes, Matt. But then I'm ticking that off the bingo. The jazzled. Do they still do that? Look, having never had my vagina vajazzled, I can't quite comment on that. I will well, I find out with you. I, I remember when that was a thing, um, but um, it's, it's yeah, I don't, you know what? It's not as bad as Matt Dyson anal what? bleaching. Who sits around and goes, "I need my anus bleached"? <laughs> I mean, can you take that, that off? Sorry, the sorry, sorry well? anus bleaching. There we go. Forty-six oh, episodes. Shit, right. Ben. All right, let's get back in this before we get way off track. I can see where this is going. This, this is going. This, ben, it's, it's going so down a this. Ben, it's going down a slippery slope. It is. Yes, very much so. Well, I mean, we got to talk about something because this challenge is over in the blink of an eye. This is this is the quickest challenge we've had all season. I mean, let's be honest. What are they going to do if she just says no? Give me. I need twenty-five minutes. Yeah. What's the punishment? And, and a, and, what is the punishment for not and, taking and not, 10 minutes? <laughs> and I'm not going to get on those canoes until I'm ready. What are they going to do? Oh, you're out of yeah. the show. No, like, are these, are these, are these um, Vanuatan, like, boat people, are they very busy? Like, are they just like, come on, tick, 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 tick. We've got to carry our tribe leaders to work. Like, well, I told you we've got 10 minutes. We're, we're going to sail off without you. I'm sure if they did that, they're bloody, they're just going to get a speedboat. And, yeah, I don't see the punishment here of well, taking I mean, 11 minutes. <laughs> unless unless they send in Ben Wynn to, to put him in a chokehold <laughs> or something or... Have a conversation with them, maybe bore them out. But, I was uh, going to say, it would be talking to them. That, that's enough. But look, honestly, mate, a lot of that stuff's empty threats because at the end, of, look, at the end of the day, the contestants hold all the power. Even in Survivor now, like yeah. in Survivor now, the contestants hold the power because if 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 you don't have the contestants, you don't have a show, and, and millions of dollars are going into these these seasons. So you know, if someone wants to take an extra ten minutes. Uh, they're going to take an extra 10 minutes. Now, Ben, you know, this is my favourite part. They don't waste any time, too. They get straight into the tree mail. I'm going to read yep. it. Not really it. much. It is a merged, obviously, episode, but the tree mail is Kakula is no more. Moso is no more. Outrigger canoes are on the way, and you have 10 minutes to pack everything you can. You may only take what you will fit on the canoes. So really not much in the way of tree mail, basically saying that their tribes are no more and they got 10 minutes to pack up. And then um, Gabby's excited because she didn't think she would last that long in the game. And I think probably a lot of us are pretty um, amazed yeah. right now. Because like I said, she hasn't really done a lot in this game so far. No, I've, I've I'm been, just saying. I've been around the media landscape now for nearly 20 years, so I'm about due for a gold logo. Yeah, I, I just know, of course, Ray Ma, who plays Elf Stewart, you know, he, I mean, he's been on that show, what, 40 years? Oh, I and think then, you he, know, he, he won one, it. Though. Come I, on, and that's, but that's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. he probably deserved well, it, but... Do you think sometimes if you've been in it long enough, it's kind of Matt, like, okay. The, the the thing is, like, don't get me wrong, I love the Logies. I'm a bit of a Logie fanboy. But when it comes to utter prestige, the lo- like the gold Logie is a popularity contest because it's literally for the most popular personality on Australian television. I mean, we've seen what's happened the last few years when, um, uh, what's his face, uh, Tom Gleeson won it after yeah. basically winning <laughs> it for, um, what's his name? Uh, Grant Denyer. So, yeah. I mean, kind of, and a lot of people have criticised that. Um, so, look, I mean, Hamish Blake won it one year. I mean, he'd been on TV for like a minute. He was a radio guy. So, Matt, you technically could have been nominated for a Gold Logie Well, you my, were on one episode. My, my so. show won a Gold Logie, but... Uh, well, Matt, Matt, is a, Matt is a... a, a Maybe not. You're kind of a Logie winner. Uh, <laughs> what's, your, what's, what's your mate's name, the guy that came back and had the two episodes and they got rid of him? What did that... Um, I've gone blank. 
I have a mate. The, no, I, I the comedian. He loves Survivor, and we always he, he oh, came Rove, back. Rove. Rove. Did he oh, Rove, Rove. Oh God, how have I forgotten Rove already? Oh, Matt, you make me sad that I forgot Rove. Oh, he, he won a Logie, didn't he? Probably he won about three in a row, Matt. Thank yeah, you very that's much. right. Three gold in a row. Deserved yeah, every can, single one of them. I can so. tell you right, he's never winning one again. Also, yeah, we get the great line, the guy leech, is he a man or is he a machine? He's an iron man. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> I feel like you need to have some sort of, um, what's that? Uh, we talk about it all the time over the Oz Network. It's, is it from the Karate Kid, that song, like, he's the best, the best, nothing's going to get me down. <laughs> like, that song, like, I kind of need a montage, like, guy leech doing that. Like, he's a man, he's an iron man. He's the best, he's the best, nothing's going to get me down. Like, I feel like you just need, like, just, I don't watch the Karate Kid again now. Oh. Uh, Oh, that song. But um, I just, like, I remember, I think we've talked about this before, and if we haven't, well, here we are. I remember as a kid, like, it was on the Saturday, Sundays, watching the Neutral Grain Iron Mans. Like, I remember kind of always watching those when they used to be on TV as a kid. And, you know, just the way they kind of, um, you know, promoted these people and, like, Tazzy would always have people and would always suck. But, like, like I remember Guy Leach from watching those and things like that. So... Um, I feel like you need to have some sort of advertising campaign for neutral grain around that. Just, you know, like we, we talked about like Amber and all that getting like, what was it? Neutrogena hairstyle, Mm. whatever the hell it was. Like where's Guy Leach's advertising campaign? You're the best, the best. Is that our closing song or are we sticking with Beck Cartwright? Have we worked that out yet? Well, I, I had a, I had another one in mind. I was oh. thinking, yeah. I was, You're going to save I, I that just, for the end, are you? Going to not well, spoil it? Or? Yeah, we'll run it by you. We'll see. We'll, okay. we'll maybe have a we'll have Couple a de- debate about it. I looked it up Beck Cartwright, 2002 or 2003. It's not quite from the same era, but uh, anyway. Nah. But yeah, one thing also I love, and this this is what pisses me off about Modern Survivor, about how I sound like Jerry Seinfeld there, didn't I? This really pisses me off. What is the deal with Modern Survivor? <laughs> And then yeah, we've got the fucking bow and arrows here. <laughs> I like when he breaks it and then, and then he's like, oh, the, um, the, the chief tells him, oh, very, very strong man to break the bow. And Elton gives a bit of a flex. Yep, he does a bit yep. of a muscle flex. I love, just, it's just <laughs> so very, just even the way, like, we, we went over and we posted that clip on our social media months ago when we did the episode. But when Elton's getting popped on the head with a coke and he's like, ooh, like, you know. <laughs> but even here, he like snaps and turns straight to Guy and they're both like, ooh. This, this poor Vanuatu and Chief probably going, like, oh, that's my favorite bow. <laughs> And I, just, and yeah, I, like, I like when Guy offers to wash the dis- dishes to help. Yeah, yeah, we wash dishes. And it was like, you're a very strong man. Elton gives him a cuddle. Like, oh, Elton <laughs> gives the chief a cuddle. Like, how can you not like Elton? Like, Elton's just, you know, we talk about who, how do you talk about these people. And, El- like, on the grand scheme of things, Elton's Elton. Like, he doesn't really bring a whole lot to the table in terms of strategy and gameplay. But, like, just these little moments. Like, I, I think I called him in the very first episode. Like, Elton's the Sylvan of this season yeah. like he's just oh, yeah. entertainment he just drops and things and just even like when he kind of turns to the chief and he's all like oh yeah you yeah, yeah, mate look you snapped his poor bow and oh god <laughs> so good but uh, what an experience this is just would be oh. so much fun gonna be murdered out he's gonna have a couple of quiet ales matt gotta gotta just correct you there mate 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 because guys back to the mates guys back to dropping about 50 mates here in a confessional i don't know if you you noticed that one but um there was a lot of mates going on there but yeah i think like uh you know you kind of elton and guy basically know they're kind of on the chopping block you got like a shot of like even guy sort of hitting his legs kind of you know like again going back to our point of like guy like he clearly wants to be there and everything um and can i just say can i just say i reckon elton he'd be the type of guy i wouldn't mind having a couple of 
couple of brews with him, just having a bit of a chat. And yeah, you'd reckon... be a pretty chill dude. I don't yeah, think you absolutely. would. Absolutely. Uh, a couple you know, of Heinekens with him. Yeah, you think he'd be a Heine drinker? You oh, know, probably. He'd be a bit of a 4X yeah. man, wouldn't he? Yeah, probably. Probably, you know, but who doesn't like a bit of Heineken? Well, what's your ale of choice, Matt? Oh, mate, I'm Queenslander with a four X, or no, no, I'm a bit of everything, mate. I'm a bit of, every- bit of I, everything. I oh. I'm not a craft beer guy, though. Sorry, oh. I don't do the craft beer. Not that fancy. I like a dry beer, so yeah, but uh, a bit of a dry Dave, beer. But Dave I also is a craft beer, man. I think. Yeah, Dave but I do like a Heineken too. It's just got that bit of bit different taste to it, and yeah, you got got it near the ice cold though, Ben. Near the ice cold. Have you uh, have you ever had a, a Cascade or a Bogues before, Matt? Oh, of course. Yeah, love a love a Bogues, love a Cascade. Hey, hang on, hang on. Don't say the words "I love a Bogues." You will get disconnected from this. That is a oh, that's very you don't... offensive term to a Southern Tasmanian. <laughs> That's like me saying to you, go the blues in rugby context. Like, you, you're just going to hang up on me. You're going to get offended. Because <laughs> where's, how can it, where's, where's Bogues from? Tasmania, northern Tasmania. So, so. Oh, so north and, and you're southern. Yeah, so, I mean, we've got a very parochial sort of level of hatred in this state. Uh, of, okay. uh, the south hates the north and north hates the south. And a lot so of that what, also comes down. N- Cascades Sorry. south. Cascades yeah, okay, south. Yeah. Bogues is north, and it's it's a very like personal question you ask someone. And the thing is, Bogues is a lot more a national beer. Like you can buy Bogues yeah. a lot around the country. It's Cascades not necessarily that widely spread. So a lot of mainlanders know Bogues. Like I've been to Grand Prix, and Bogues is like the main beer. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but uh, no, Cascade is very much the correct answer to that. Um, and it's got the Tasmanian Tiger on it, so how could you not? Oldest brew, o- oldest working brewery in Australia is uh, the Cascade. You can do a tour of it, uh, just at nice. the foothills of Mount Wellington. So, uh, nice. yes, there you go for tourist tips for Hobart. Well, if yeah. they ever if they ever do a Survivor in Tasmania, that that can be a reward challenge that you get to go to the- drink a shit ton of piss. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, both. Piss is yeah. both. You get a a cut here of David talking to Guy around the fire and guys sort of, you know, fighting for his life. And then David says something and then they cut to a snake mm. shot of a snake. Like again, like just little nice little nods there, which I like, I I've got to think are deliberate. Um, you know, I can't imagine that's not a deliberate little editing what, trick. What animal would they've cut to me? Should they cut to me when I'm ranting and raving at trouble? Um, what's Here we like go. A, this is going to be a good one. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm just thinking of like an animal that's like, you know, like out there and sort of aggressive and kind of that, but then like it's kind of a bit pissy once it gets to the end of it. Um, I don't know, like a chihuahua. There you go. But then you can just kick it away. I own a chihuahua, Ben, so oh, that's fair right. enough. <laughs> you own a chihuahua. There you go. That says oh, a lot. Um, it was my wife's it was my wife's dog. But, okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, that, I'll take that back. <laughs> Uh, Hanan owns a, a, a chihuahua, yeah. but um, no, uh, me, I'd, I'd be a sloth, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just laying around, oh, doing oh, nothing, geez. not on Survivor, so what would I know? It's interesting when you come up with, with stats and facts like that, isn't it? You, you wonder, is it just a like, – like we all – you know, everyone knows that the, the poker player never seems to really yeah. do well. In, exactly. Yeah, you, know, you think they the, would. The traffic cop never seems to do well in in a, in some. <laughs> well done, Matt. You had to pull that in there. Good job. Good job. You know, one from one. That's all oh, right. Oh shit! <laughs> but actually, okay. Quickly looking here, so um, searching the list. So yeah, the the only act, actor, as in a male, is Justin Melby. Actress 
we have Nicole Dixon peeing around, and they've classified Imogen Bailey's actress slash model. I guess she was in Neighbours, I think, from memory. So yeah. even then, she made the final four. So yeah. I've actually, I'm going to pull this up now. I was going to say this to the end, but on our um, Australian Survivor Sucks forum with the comments back from 2006, I found a great new nickname for David Oldfield. Uh, the user Karamia21 posted on this episode about David Oldfield and called him the seventh wonder of the ancient world. <laughs> they say, speaking of the seventh wonder of the ancient world, I had hoped he would have displayed some more of his political newest and uh, noir or whatever that word is and turned it in around by now. Uh, so a few people bagging out David this week saying he didn't do that much. I kind of disagree with that. But, um, yeah, seventh wonder of the ancient world. There we go. That's a, that's a nickname. Well, Dick, I mean, Dicko's talked him up. On the season, after a bit of a rough start, remember Dicko and, and, and David didn't at the start, but I think Dicko's warm, you know, warm to him. This guy's what seventh wonder of the ancient world. We've talked him up. I mean, David's he's getting a lot of love. He seems to be getting a lot of love out in the island. I think is he, you know, like maybe that's where we we've gone wrong. We had this, you know, sort of this thought about him being a politician and one nation, and and, and people, you know, have this immediate thought about him and and. But maybe we're all wrong. Maybe, you know, once you actually get to know him and, and that, like, he's he's a clearly likeable bloke. Because we haven't actually heard – have we heard a, one player bag him out at all no. on the island? Like, we, no. we never heard a negative comment. Can't we, think of anyone who heard... does in the, even the remaining episodes. Just interrupt That's what I, mean. I can't That's think what, of anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it just shows you that, that people might have an opinion on someone, but once you meet him, it totally changes. I think David's that guy. That aside, we get a lot of fun stuff here. Um, kind of just before the reward challenge. So Timber! we get Timber <laughs> mixed with Justin Melvy and Elton getting flattened by this branch. The thing, like, Justin has a great reaction here. And also, like, is this the first, I think we've mentioned before, he's got the Yankees cap on, but we get a lot more Yankees. Like, it's kind of the baseball cap season. They're trying to be very Boston Rob-esque, you know. We've got the St. Louis Cardinals mixed with the New York Yankees. But... Again, it's just Elton's reaction. Elton, like, this is a guy who, you know, had a profession where he got hit in the head a lot. So, like, it's kind of he's used to it. But, like, he just he's on the ground, like, oh, like, smacked in the head with a tree. It's not quite getting hit in the coconut. But he's like, oh, but, like, he's still there. But then, like, the editing, this is why I love the editing. Because you got Timber mixed with breakfast. <laughs> like, our, our seventh wonder of the ancient world has got a pair of pipes and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> when he's on the show, if he doesn't give us yeah. a breakfast, <laughs> you guys just getting in on it. Like, I mean, I know like in the early days of, of Survivor, Jeff would join, but Jeff would only join for like five minutes. Like, I, I think the Borneo bar he stayed with Kelly Wiggles for the whole thing. But there's the Australian outback. Doesn't he join Colby around the campfire for like five minutes and he just buggers off? Whereas yeah, like yeah. Dico, he's not buggering off. No bloody eyes. I'm gonna join me bloody friends. It's fucking this stuff. Fucking have a margarita. Let's just bloody play hard, play drink, and play to win all night. Like, that's what Dicko... Like, this is the beauty of Dicko. You talk about appreciating Elton. Like, I love Dicko more. I used to bag out Dicko as a terrible host. This guy's fucking brilliant. Bring back Dicko as a host of Australian Survivor. I'm just picturing it after after David and Imogen and, and, and Gabby leave, and then obviously Dicko moves his stuff back in, and he, yeah, I'm just picturing it. Now he goes back to the toilet, and you just hear it. Like, this is in the edit... This is in the uncut scenes that you see you know, behind the scenes. He's like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, not again. <laughs> not again. The toilet's clogged. The whole time he's in Vanuatu, he's just, uh, but, um, but yeah, look, they win. They win an overnight stay in a luxury private villa. They get full prampering. They get a fish dinner, breakfast. They get a warm, hot shower. And they get all their clothes washed as well, which would be a big thing. I tell you what, I mean, 
I know I was only out there for two for two days and and I stunk my clothes stunk but uh, you know when you actually get a proper wash with um with some you know washing powder and stuff it would make a big big difference you know so you're right it's only two weeks in but Ben it's the seventh episode they've got to do it eventually and they they yeah. have some bigger bigger reward challenges going forward anyway so I don't have a problem with it yeah like I look at nitpicking because again we're more than halfway through the season now we sort of didn't really point that out that we're into the home stretch um so of course you're going to have like on a regular season more than halfway you're going to do this um and plus there's celebrities like you, they, they have to go out with the rewards here and we've, we've already been sort of talking about how rewards early on were big and here we are again but I don't want to take away from it outside of a little bit of a nitpicking because it's great and I mean, it's 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 perfect that we get fucking David Oldfield, this what like fifty something politician, out there, you know, guy who's actually you know better shape than most people give him credit for. Uh, Forty seven, sorry, David, you're you're not quite in your fifties yet at this point. Um, with you know these two beautiful women, uh, Imogen Bailey, you know, international supermodel, uh, and and Gab, international supermodel, essentially. I mean, God, like, come on, like, married or not, you're gonna be like. Might enjoy this night, like you know, like it's it's not the worst thing that could ever happen to me on Vanuatu, but we get some of like yeah, thug life. I want you to go into this because like just this moment well, when they're all in the shower and then <laughs> what does he say? Like, no, are you so decent? You know, he, he, no, he, he, you look yeah. decent to me. Okay, so you got you got to set the scene here. So you, you mentioned obviously these two beautiful women in the shower together. They got they got their bikinis on or whatever, so they're they're not naked, but but of course they're, they're having a nice hot shower. David, being a gentleman, he's in the bedroom outside, but he wants to come in. So he yells out. He asks him, are you girls decent? And Imogen yells out, yes. And then, of course, Gabby, she holds it for a second. Then she's like, no, no. David walks in and he's like, oh, you look decent to me. And then, But what cracks me up, he, he gives a little look look down. He goes, you look decent to me. Yeah. And, then he, and then he does this thing with his lips. Yeah. And it's almost like he's licking his lips. I tell you what, if that's not – the only thing that would have made this more of a thug life moment is if the next shot was David in the shower, like <laughs> having a shower with him. That, I mean, that, that, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it was got, – got to admit, I replayed it. It was it's, – it's David Oldfield at his bed. And, like, of course, look, obviously we're having a bit of a laugh about it. It was – all innocent, you know, like, but I did like the fact that, yeah, he asked me, are you decent? And then you get Gabby, she's playing along with it. She's like, no, no. And then, yeah, he walks in and, Which, oh, it's. I got, I got to say, Matt, like, and again, I'm not trying to be that guy or play that card. You're not, you're not airing this in 2021. Like, we, we get we get in Channel 10, like, uh, what was the season when they were perving on the, was it uh, Lockie's butt or something like that, and the women are just like, oh, come out to the beach, like someone's naked, like, you sort of... It's, I think it was, it, was it, Lee, it was it Lee's butt, I think, Lee, Lee and but, Johnny. But, but I swear, yeah. on, um, Lockie's first season, the whole thing was like, oh, didn't he get, like, was. dacked in his first challenge or something yeah, like that, and all the right, girls were like, right. oh! So, like, again, like, times have changed, like, it's, you know, but that, like... Yeah, like, I, even I feel like a little... It's not that I feel uncomfortable watching this. I guess it's just we're so in tune now to kind of being different in society. So I'm like, yeah, you're not going to show this in 2021. There would be a lot of uh, complaints on Twitter about this. But it's brilliant. Like, it's just funny. Like, you get that lip, little li- lick of the lips. The li- and, lip, lick of the lips, yeah. Yeah, and I oh. like... When we get David on this show, like, I, you know, we're not going to dredge up his personal life because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's no longer with his uh, wife that we will meet in this season. But, um... You know what does what does one's wife think? Like if you're on Survivor, Matt, and and you've got a situation like this, you got Shoddy and Fenella in a shower. And you're like, oh, looks pretty good to me. And you look, you're like, you know, I don't think Hanan's going to be watching to go. Oh, you're right, Matt. Yes, no, they look pretty good in the shower. Good call. <laughs> like I don't think she's going to be sitting. I mean, maybe you've got a very comfortable relationship. I don't know. Uh, but you might be on the couch that night. <laughs> you know what? I, I always love that you always bring up Shoddy and Fenella in these situations as well. 
I think you've got. I, mean, I think sec- I think secretly you've got a little crush, Ben Waterworth. Well, I mean, you shared a picture of one of them recently, and I was like, okay, yep, yep, I see something there. But you know, we know they're never coming on this show, so maybe I can get away with things saying a little <laughs> bit more about them. I don't know. But they too mentioned Gabby has a confessional. She mentions that David actually spent more time in the bathroom than <laughs> than uh, than the, the two girls put together. So that 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 puts it to me, Ben. I'm going to put it to you. What what was he doing in the bathroom for so long? Is it we, we, do we have well, a case of like do we have a case of uh, maybe a bit of something about Mary that scene where he uh, is in the well, bathroom? And he's, when because you know you were, people people get hurt if you go out with a loaded gun, Ben. You were you were mentioning before about you know the thug life moment if he joined him. I thought you were saying he was about to go into the shower and have a wank. Uh, but um, well, that's, they, that's, they, what could, I, that's what I, that's that's what I'm getting at. Why was he? It, we already in, saw him shaving, but what was he doing in that bathroom? In for all the longest, fairness, I mean, Matt Dyson, like, you know, like, I'm going to, please, yeah, I want to hear I, this. I, I'm, and, I'm just going to put it to you, but I'm going to put it right here to Alice. Was he rubbing one out? Yeah. Like, come on. He was, he was having a tug. He was, you know, going the old, uh, you know, hairy hand, hand palms. Like I, I think, you know, men as men, and I'm not saying women don't do it as well, but I'm sure that if you were to analyze the statistical prowess of masturbation, men probably do it a little bit more. And that's one thing that I've always questioned going on Survivor. Like, can you last that amount of time? And I know in the early days of Survivor, when people were still wondering about it, like, I think there was that, uh, the, um, I remember the Australian Outback clip show when they're back from the Outback and kind of you saw each of them, you know, in their everyday lives and you see Jeff Varner doing like a hundred different interviews and there's a radio host who literally goes, did you masturbate on Survivor? Um, and I think for some reason there was a rumour for a while that Colby used to just kind of sneak off into the uh, the old Australian Outback trees and rub one out a little bit. I don't know. So maybe David Offit, 14 days is a long time for some. So uh, he's with two beautiful women. He's away from his beautiful wife. It's well, natural. The, he's in the, a private the, villa. The environment know? the environment was, was perfect for him. If he was going to do it, if he was ever going to do it on Survivor, he couldn't have got a better environment. He's there with two beautiful women. He's just seen him in the shower. He's all of a sudden taking a little bit extra long, a little bit extra time. Like you know, when it gets to that stage where you've been in there a little bit too long, and it gets to that stage where you know that your that yeah, your partner or your friends where they're thinking like, hang on a sec, he's been in there a little bit longer than he probably should have, you know. And and well, either that or we saw him shaving his beard. Was he doing a Luke Toki? Is he the original guy? Was he shaving his balls? Well, hey. We you saw know? Luke Toki. Luke Toki did it on his first season, but maybe David Oldfield is the first ever Australian player to shave his balls. Carpet's got to match the drape somehow. So, <laughs> you know, there's that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's funny because, like, the thing I like about him in the mirror here is that he's, like, he's not just shaved. Like, he's full on, like, you know, he's checking him. He's, 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 he's looking out and he got to say, looking quite good here, David Oldfield. So, like, I'm with you. Like, I, this is my biggest conflict. If I ever won a reward like this, like... I kind of almost wouldn't want it. Like, part of me wants, if I ever got the Survivor experience and I lasted a long time, part of me would like to do the whole 39 days or 50 days without a shower, without a reward. Like, to go that long, to say that I went 50 days without a reward, I went 50 days without a shower. Like, I don't know, like, just a badge of honour. Because, like, the thing I think about this is, great as it would be to go and sleep in a bed, and that, and I think even it's Imogen who says it. It's like, how are we going to go back to the camp tomorrow? Because you're going to go back the next day, you're all fresh and clean again, and all of a sudden you're going to like, oh, I'm going to get dirty again. So it's kind of, you know, that that to me is is the one thing. But, yeah, um, I'm just, uh, this is a weird sentence I never thought I'd say. I'm just now thinking of David Oldfield having a wank. Um, so, 
Yeah. I prefer to uh, use the word rubbing one out then, but... Uh, oh, look, look I'm Australian. Know, maybe, I'm, I'm proud of Punch use the word wank, Matt. Come on. Look, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe if we have enough balls... Uh, no pun intended. We'll um, we'll uh, we'll ask him whether he uh, shaved him or or what what he was actually doing to be, because you got to think Gabby would have been in that bathroom a long time. Imogen would have been in that last bathroom a long time. So for Gabby to say that he was in there longer than them two put together, it, it begs the question: Did you know? Did he get a little bit carried away and get himself and into you- a bit of a, fr- a frenzy or something? And let's be honest, if this was Justin Melvey there, you probably would expect him to. He's an actor. He's, he's worried about his appearance, but for the politician, like, this is, again, the editing. It's just a silly little sly joke. It's just kind of passing it off. This is still 2006, the age of the metrosexual kind of being born, so it was still a bit of a... It was a bit funny for, like, the man to be grooming himself. Like, it, it wasn't as accepted as it is today, and you've got this politician who's doing it. So, like, it's kind of... I get it. It's funny. It's There's a couple of dated things in this episode that, again, maybe don't hold up that well, but, I mean, we watched it in 2006. We're, we're old enough to remember the humour of 2006 but uh i do like sort of the when they get back um underrated humor here you know justin melvey's gone out of his way and he's oh this island porridge might be even better i like i love david coming back like my my favorite thing about david is not his reaction to the porridge is bloody broke one of my pots what a disaster (laughs) (laughs) he's he's not yeah, he's, yeah, go ahead. He's not, he's not happy, is he? He's not happy. His pot's, his pot's broken. Yeah. Justin's sort of pretending he doesn't know anything about it. That's the bit I love. Like, yeah, I love this nonchalant the- Justin. Well, I'm a bit rough. Did I do it? Did I not? <laughs> bit rough with my hands. Bit rough yeah? with my hands. Like, oh, it's, it's, again, it's just silly. It's just so silly, but it's fun. And what, I mean, we've already given him the uh, the nickname of the seventh wonder of the ancient world, but he's also the uh, the, Lord, the Lord Mayor of the Jungle. Um, I lo- oh, okay, can I just say this? We know that Luke Toki, he, he was talking about how he was the mayor and all that in his first season. But And I didn't really, I forgot all about this, but the original Lord Mayor was yeah. David Oldfield. Once the, the original Lord Mayor. I love it. Tell, tell me a, a contestant in Australian Survivor who has more nicknames. The Master Tactician, the Puppet Master, the Lord Mayor of the Jungle, the Seventh Wonder of the Ancient World. I mean, this he's a wrestler. What was what's his face in Champions vs Contenders too? Maddie, like and you know, like wrestler, like I want David Oldfield in the okay. ring. Donald Trump did it. Why can't David Oldfield? He's got all these nicknames. All right, Ben, I'm going to put this to you live on air here. So obviously, we know you're you're the king of the social media stuff for, for ASA. Luke Luke Tokies, he's he's got a long list of names, right? Can we put like a photo up of them both side by side with then the list of names that they are, and just and we'll we'll get a vote going about you know who has the better titles because I mean, Luke, Luke's got some great ones, but they're almost, I think Luke's ones, he, he's giving them to himself where, where David Oldfield, yeah. people are actually giving him these names. Like 100%. That, is, that, that is as gangster as you can get. Like that's, that's just, I mean, you're actually getting given these names, not just coming up with them by yourself. Like Luke Toki does. Yeah. 100%. People are actually, people are actually feeding him these lines. Yeah. No, a hundred percent agree with you. And that's the difference. Like, I can tell you now that Luke's going to win that vote on social media because every time we do that, he's like Channel 10 versus Channel you know, 7. Like, always. When we recently did the, the guy versus David Jeanette face, uh, you know, I know, I know we did uh, the big dog versus Ben. Uh, so, you know, I can tell you Luke will win. But, like, yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, it's, 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 yeah. David gets given them, whereas Luke gives them to himself. So, you know, gangster versus a little bit cocky. Um, yes. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, just putting it out there. 
just quickly, just, just a little side note here to get you to get everyone thinking. Imagine David Oldfield in with Rob Dixon, Katie Gold, and Shona Brown. Because oh, Shona, don't she, give she me a really wreck, appreciated it. Because <laughs> Shona, she that she appreci- she appreciated hard work. Well, David's a hard worker, you know, cooks it. So I reckon those two would have got along. Obviously, the strategic th- side of things, Rob, like it, that would have been, and obviously Katie's strategic. I mean, that would have, yeah, you're right. Gets everyone erect. I mean, that would have been an awesome foursome. Well, let's 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 on on that note, just to complete all the errors of survival. Let's add Luke Toki and uh, the Golden God in there as well. Like, yeah. Give a bit of flash and a bit of you know modern day tranquility to it because yeah, they're all pomp and pageantry, but they knew how to sort of hold their cards to their chest as well. So you're kind of ticking all the Australian survivor boxes there, aren't you? If you add uh, Luke and uh, and David into the mix there, to two Davids. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and. Uh, Ben, just to date this episode too, just while we're talking about other seasons. Uh, sorry, mate, the run of Ben's in Survivor haven't uh, hasn't done too well once again. Well, I'll be honest with you right now, Matt, to jump in. I haven't watched any single episodes of this season, so thanks for spoiling it for me. But oh. it's all good. Uh, <laughs> good to know when I start watching that if I start rooting for Ben in this season, then I know he's not lasting that long. So, uh, um, so good to know. All right. Well, you, 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 I'm ser- well, I'm going to be honest. You really didn't miss much, like with this, like. <laughs> I'm not even gonna like this. Yeah, just watch. I it. saw I saw and Ben Morgan tweet at one point saying like, yes. uh, "What is with Ben's?" And he's like, "Not including uh, Benji." Um, but even then, he was like, "Well, Benji was invisible for like the first half." Like, I'm telling you now, until I get on Survivor, the Ben name is cursed. Um, I will bring the spice. Well, Channel Ten, come on. Well, uh, you'll be glad to know that Benny on this season was also invisible. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, did, can I, I just say, quickly like, ask a question? Uh, did they do this on Vanuatu US? I don't think they did. This was a Who Dares Wins challenge, I remember, yeah, but I don't I, know if they went I, there on Survivor US Vanuatu. I can't recall it being being on that one. So I mean, this is something that I've known about for years about this land oh, diving. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah and, and and I've been to Vanuatu, but I, I haven't been to like Pentecost Island or, or even to the you know Tana where the volcano is. But these are stuff I'd love to do one day. But I mean, this is something I've always would love to see. I mean, I've done bungee jumping myself, you know, in New Zealand. Wow. But, um, Didn't know that. Yeah, Matt. yeah, yeah. I've done bungee off the off the um, the bridge. Yeah, the, the most famous one, the AJ Hacker. Yeah, Queenstown. It's forty three meters something into the water. But I asked to go into the water, but my two brothers did. They got dunked in the water for whatever reason. My rope didn't go. That they must have thought I was heavier than I was. Even <laughs> they wrote, "You're no, a braver man than me, Matt Dyson." Braver man Tell you than what, me. I wasn't nervous until because I've done skydiving either. I wasn't nervous oh, until until the daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> who, who dares wins, mate? Who dares wins? Uh, they call, they Get call him me, on the uh, reboot. Get you on team, SAS mate. Australia yeah. coming soon. Uh, Bugger Mark the, Philippousis. I want Matt Dyson on my screens again. I'll be the next Mike Whit- Whitney. But, uh, you oh. know, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it, it's not until we, that last second until they do the count. They say, oh, do you want to do a count? Then like, yeah, do a count. Then like five, four, three, two. And then like, that's when you start to like, holy shit, this is actually happening. But uh, I'm a but, wuss. Yeah, no. I won't even go on a roller coaster at fucking Dreamworld. Like I, I'm a win. The, the most daredevil thing I did, uh, I did the, the Sky Tower in Auckland, the walk around the top of that where you kind of rope to it and you kind of lean over the edge. You're about 190 metres up. Nick Chess, a good friend of ours over on uh, the Oz Network, I went with him. He did the bungee off the Sky Tower and then the next day came and did the walk with me. So, uh, yeah, he couldn't get me to do the bungee. And then I asked the people at the Sky Tower when he did the bungee, I'm like, what's scarier, the bungee or the walk? And they're like, oh, the walk. And I'm like, why? It's like, well, the bungee's over in like five seconds, whereas the walk, you're up there for like half an hour. T1 thing, yeah, when you so- hit the other side on the harbour side there in Auckland, the wind hits you, you've got a piece of rope basically hanging off 190 of metres above Auckland. Yeah, it's pretty shit scary. So I'm a wimp. 
the mud run. First of all, Dicko again on fire when uh, he basically talks about, uh, at the beginning, he's like, mud, mud, glorious mud, but I want a clean race, which he then says, play hard, play dirty, and play to win. Um, And then I just want to say right now, to date this episode, obviously the Olympics are on right now, and we get some great commentary at the Olympics. I'm thinking Bruce, I'm thinking Basil, iconic moments in Australian sport. One of the most iconic calls in Australian sporting history, Bruce McAvaney, Sydney 2000. Kathy, this is a famous victory. What a champion. What a legend. Here we've got Dicko. She's making a go for it. She's making a run. Oh, what a victory. Dicko, get Dicko at the Olympics. Colin Gabby, his comeback over David. Incredible. Uh, I mean, come on. That's got to be up there with some of the great calls in Australian television history. I mentioned to you off air that I think there's one key thug life moment in this episode, and it's right here, uh, to which, uh, first of all, Dicko starts off with, are you ready, Twisted Firestarters? Great start. To which then he goes. I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Yep. To which he adds, is that adding the the husks on the thing? Yep. yep. And on goes Bert Newton's wig. (laughs) (laughs) I've got it written down in my notes, Ben. It's so good. (laughs) You know, okay, I'm going to let let the listeners in on something here. So you said prior to us pressing record, you said, okay, I've got the thug life moment tonight. And I said, oh, I don't know what if there was one. And I was like, and you're like, no, when we get to it, you'll know. And anyway, when I flicked the page of my notes and I I had it written in, I was like, that's it. That is it. And then, of course, it is. (laughs) Bert Newton's wig. Based on how he reacts to trouble, that could very well be the case. But then again, David never mentioned to that in the interview. Uh, you know, but, I'm sure can, like, but he can't. Yeah. But he can't be disqualified. He comes back. Well, that, oh, that's actually a valid point. But um, but <laughs> that's the thing. Disqual- you can't be disqualified and come back and get to the end, Ben. Didn't even think about that. Look at you, the smart one on the show. But how um, do you forget about this twist? <laughs> because I want to black it out. Because it's the like you know. Ben, outs- he, I want. He, he lost. He lost by one vote. I did just say me. that. I did just say that. Yeah. See, uh, I, I, t- I blame you for not listening. I don't listen to myself. Anyway, we've got more to talk about that. I do like this scene though when they go out into the uh, the forest to get some more, uh, sorry, the jungle uh, to get some more food, and uh, we get uh, the great line from Gabrielle Richards. Oh my goodness, it's a banana! And I love this little exchange. I don't even, it doesn't even make sense where she's like. Imogen Bailey, and then Imogen Bailey returns with Gabrielle Richens, and then she's like, oh, and Master David. Like, it's just some little back and forth between them. It's so cute. <laughs> come on, ba- uh, come on, Ben, it's Sir David. Oh, sorry, Sir David. I, can't, I just can't get anything right oi, this episode, can oi, I? Oi, but oi, I, That's another <laughs> name for David, so he's now he's now been knighted. He's a Sir. Sir David, Sir Lord Mayor of the Jungle. But I've got to say, Matt, as much as I like this little weird exchange, I love David's little sass about like, oh, the girls walk slow, but you know, as long as we get there eventually. I'm sorry, those bananas were planted. They they didn't even look like they tried. Come on, that looks so fake. Well, weren't they hanging from the tree though? <laughs> but they looked the way they were hanging from the tree. Like it did not look natural to me. Like it looked <laughs> like the producers have come along and gone, fuck, well, we're going to put some yellow ones. Because even the way David's like, we've come out here every day and they're green and now all of a sudden they're bright yellow. Do bananas get that yellow that quickly? I, I don't know. You're from well, Queensland. You tell me. <laughs> well, I'm from southeast Queensland, not from northern Queensland where all the bananas are. But uh, oh, 
do you, re- what, do you reckon they just tied them, sort of like tied the yeah. bunch of the... Tum- well, we talked somehow- about this earlier in the season that they went out looking, remember, and like, oh, we didn't realise there was all this fruit here all of a sudden. Like, it's like, oh, convenient. <laughs> well, I, I, still, I still remember that episode, early, like real early on, it was episode three or four where they're, they're hunting for the fruit. Now, I swear, I, I mentioned it on this podcast that it looked like they were just hunting in like an actual, like someone's backyard that had a veggie patch, you know, yeah. like up and, and they were just helping themselves. But, uh, look, yeah. Who knows? Maybe they cracked it and said, "Look, we need to have some proper fruit here." And David Mason ran down to the local local shops and. Which look, I mean, at the end of the day, we know they've got a few little perks here and there for the celebrities. We know they've got a toilet. We know they're allowed some makeup. Or like, I mean, again, we get it. There's a few little things, and kind of that does play into the the belief of a lot of people saying this isn't a real season of Survivor. But I mean, look, if they've shoved a a, a couple of bananas in a tree for them to, you oh. know, it's fine. Like, it's not like they've gone here's McDonald's. For you. Yeah. Oh look, I found a Big Mac in the forest. Oh my goodness, what are the chances? I'd rather them do that and and just put the bananas out there like that long and make it look to the audience like they're in the tree. Yeah. And they and they could be. We we could be wrong. They could have been. But I'd rather them do that than give them this constant food reward challenges yeah, all the 100%. time and burgers yeah. and chips and steaks and Yeah. No, I agree. And they're not gonna give steaks anymore because Elton's not there. So he'd be uh, you know, he's <laughs> eating all the steak. They've got no steaks to give out. I, I was too young to see her on Home and Away. Like, I think I vaguely remember bits and pieces because I was maybe fading in and out of Home and Away just before I started watching it as a kid. But, like, I think she got killed on a boat, didn't she, from memory? I think we've talked about this before. But So I, I'm not going to... Like, honestly, if I met Nicole Dixon, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, it's Bobby from Home and Away. I'm going to be like, oh, my God, it's Nicole from Survivor. Like, that's my <laughs> thing that I would be doing for Nicole Dixon. Do you reckon anyone has ever done that to her? Like, oh, it's N- Nicole. We would. <laughs> Go to Perth and like stalk her. I'm like, oh my god, it's the coach. She's like, oh god, home and away fan. You're on Survivor. Yes, I am. <laughs> well, of course, I, I when I started watching Home and Away, Nicole was on Home. Yeah, that she, Bobby was a character. So I mean, that's when I I'm, I'm a bit older than you, so I definitely remember her from Home and Away. But it, yeah, it is funny. It's a funny take. Obviously, you didn't watch it, and the fact that you would look at her as just really a Survivor player. We've got Gab's friend Jane. I thought it might have been Queen Jane, but no there. And then we get Australian Survivor's first ever celebrity cameo. (laughs) Because why (laughs) wouldn't we? It's Big Brother's Sarah Marie, who I will admit is probably more famous than about a quarter of this cast. Um, Like, why wasn't Sarah Marie on this season? Like, she would have been a good one to have. Maybe wrong network, because obviously Big Brother was Channel 10 back then. But, I mean... God, you talk about big reality stars in Australia in the early 2000s. I mean, Sarah Marie's up there as one of the most famous reality stars ever produced in Australia. So there she is. And I, I had to double take. I remember going like, is that Big Brother Sarah Marie? Well, she's and, and she's looking really fit. You, you know, yeah. When she was on Big Brother, she was a, a, a little bit larger where she's obviously, I do recall, like thinking back now, I do recall after that, you know, she, she obviously got very popular. Um, she released she a did, song. Yeah, <laughs> I think Do we, is that what we're playing out today? The bum dance song? The like, bu- there's an option. Oh, it has to be, doesn't it? Like, All right, there about- we go. Bum dance song is happening tonight. That's I, what we're closing out with. I forgot about that song, and as soon as you mentioned, I remember. Everyone it, yeah. forgot about that song, Matt. <laughs> but she's uh, she's looking quite yeah, she's looking quite fit. So in 2006, she she'd obviously um, yeah it was really um, you know obviously on a mission there to yeah you know, I guess a lot of opportunities would have would have opened up for Sarah Marie and. Probably not long after this, probably started declining as, as a lot of um, Which, reality TV people back then. You know, you probably yeah. only had a couple of year period where you could really make the most of it. And 
and also um, new back then. So, like, I mean, it was kind of like nowadays, like, we're just, it's second nature, you know, somewhat celebrity. I mean, look at you. You're hosting a podcast. What do you do? Every bloody celebrity on a bloody reality show does it now. But, like, this back then, like, Sarah Marie was a bona fide celebrity because, I mean, again, Australia and the world didn't really know how to handle reality stars. So they became household names. Uh, and, I mean, look at Reggie. Like, I mean, you know, she was on a couple of seasons afterwards. But, uh, I mean, so many of these people uh, ultimately were big names. And, and to me, like... I, I'm not the biggest reality TV watcher outside of Survivor. Like, obviously, you get caught up in the hype of some of these shows. I was involved in the Big Brother hype. We all were in the early 2000s because it was so fresh and new. But I remember the shock when Sarah Marie got uh, evicted, like, the night before the finale. Like, everyone hands down thought she was winning, and she what went third, I think, from memory. Uh, and I remember, holy crap, what a shock that was that she didn't actually win. But, no, she should have been on this season, Matt. Like, uh, I mean, she would have been fun on this season. One thing I did laugh about, Dicko's always likes to have a bit of a, a backhander compliment to um, to David Oldfield. He said yeah. when, when obviously, when, when obviously uh, his his ex-wife Lisa, um, what was his wife at the time, Lisa comes in, he says, oh, the question on Australian's lips, <laughs> how on earth did you pull something as gorgeous as that? Yeah, <laughs> I love that too. Maybe, maybe that's why they divorced. Dicko's been like pining for all these years, so finally he made a move like uh, a couple of years later. But I also love Dick Dicko when he's basically like, everyone's giving him a hug and within two seconds, all right, that's enough. Come on, you'll get time there. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. And like he just kicks him out. Like it's not even like in the US one where they stand on a mat and watch them. It's like he's teasing him. He's like, all right, he's bloody Sarah Marie. Give her a fuck off, Sarah Marie. Get to the chopper. And like off to the chopper. And the chopper flies off. They don't even need to watch them. I never actually, I didn't actually think about that. You're right. They, why wouldn't they let him watch? Uh, that's actually, now you've mentioned that, that's actually, let's fly him in, let him have a hug, introduce him, and then fuck him off. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like, it's so weird that that's how they do it. Um, the one thing I'll say, like, I don't, I'm not trying to be a dick today, but it's obviously sad that, you know, him and Lisa are no longer together. And I think that's a fairly recent thing too. So they obviously, you know, were together for quite some time after this. But the one thing that does make me happy, the randomness that is Imogen Bailey and Sarah Marie being best friends, and again, that obviously came from their time together on Celebrity Big Brother, is that during the interview with Imogen for the Australian Hall of Fame, uh, she mentioned that she's still to this day very close with Sarah Marie. So uh, that makes me happy. Like, I'm thinking, this is this just some random thing where basically Imogen's been asked, like, have a family member, and Sarah Marie's gone, oh, please, give me, like, 10 more seconds of fame on TV. Like, you know, I need to be, you know, uh, exposed still. No, they're legitimately, obviously, very close friends. And you can see that from Imogen's reaction. She's got the biggest reaction out of anyone here she's literally like bending down and ah, like screaming that there she is so can i just say ben if i would have made it to the the loved ones visit and then I, and then in, and I'm, I'm like oh who's it gonna be and it, and it out walks you i would have been like oh for fuck's sake what the what the fuck's ben waterworth doing here <laughs> can you do that can you do that I, on a second I, chances i literally i literally would be like for fuck's sake what You're like, is there, he doing? oh, Hanan's coming. Great. I haven't seen yeah. her in like 40 days. And then JLP's like, and Matt, here's your co host on Australian Survivor Arcade. Been- You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> fuck. Can you, can you imagine? I'm going to do that. If you get back on, you're going to tell me and I'm going to ring up Channel 10 and we're going to fucking play a joke on you. That's what's going to happen. We'll get great advertising for that, Matt Dyson. If JLP was like, oh, and here's your co-host from Australian Survivor. Everyone right there is going, oh, Australian Survivor Archives. I'm going to listen to that. So there you go. Come on. It's funny, you know. It's, um, yeah, I just like, I would have been actually, I would have been like the one saying, oh, get back on the chopper. I would have been, it wouldn't have been, I would have been doing it. I would have been on the chopper. 
Oh, too good. Hey, just while we're on it too, so we should mention what the reward is. So they, it, it's an overnight stay with their loved ones. Now, I'm sort of jumping ahead here because look, obviously um, Nicole wins and we'll sort of explain a bit what happens during this, this, this. But David actually mentioned the next day when Nicole comes back for it, he said, oh, it's because – Nicole's the only one with children at this stage. So obviously you've got Gabby, you know, she has a friend there. Um, as you said, Imogen just has Sarah Marie, their friend. So, I mean, they were never going to win this. So really it was only down to David and Imogen and the fact that David, yes, David's got his wife there, but he had no children at that stage. And I think now myself being, being a parent, being a father, it does add a different level. I, I don't think until you realise that, you know, when you've got kids at home, I mean, I, geez, if, if I don't get to see him for two days, cause I've been working long days, you know, I really miss them. So I could imagine now, like, you know, being away from them for a couple of weeks, you, you never, if, if there's one person there that's got kids and a, and a husband or like, you, you're going to, you're going to let them win. I think you'd have to be pretty ruthless, especially in this situation, not to. So, um, yeah. Well, I, like I guess- Joel last season where Joel didn't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 Drop mic moment, Joel. There you go. Fuck you, Sophie. Uh, <laughs> I need to speak to my girlfriend. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about. <laughs> oh, had just want to mention how good was that big fuck off bloody webcam that he that Joel <laughs> had last week. It's still oh, brilliant. Was, it was huge. That's the big. Uh, that's still to this day the biggest webcam I've ever seen. Yep, yep. Uh, and they oh. say size doesn't matter. Again, we've we've had David Oldfield having moments in the shower, which we question, and now we've gotten. Uh, I'm I'm calling this right now. This is the first route ever on Australian Survivor. It happened right here, right here. And I'm not, I'm not complaining. They're a married couple. They can root to their heart's content. But I'm telling you, if they've got a third <laughs> child now that was conceived then and there and that night, like, I mean, they don't even hide it. Just they, they close the curtains and Barry White's playing and Candle and fade into the island and boom, there you go. Did, Happy anniversary, they, Nicole and James. Did they end up having a third child? I don't know. I really don't know. I hope they did because I want it to be conceived on this, you know. And let's be honest, James has missed his wife for like three weeks. Like you're talking about missing your kids for a couple of days. I can't imagine if you went without Hanan for a couple of weeks, you'd be doing this. You'd probably be trying to hunt me. If you finally got over the fact that I was, you know, your loved one visit, you're like, oh, fuck it. Then we'd be out having salad. You're like, Ben, let's go to bed. I'm like, oh, fuck oh. off. I know at the start I said I'd be telling you to, to get out of there, but then I'd be like thinking about, my, like, well, you can stay for just one night. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say fuck off, but then I'd be like, you know what? Why not? When it, once in Vanuatu, whatever happens here stays here. Why not? You know? Let's do it. Oh, <laughs> shit, shit. I like how you just declared it was the first route on Australian Survivor history. It's got to be the first route in Australia. Who's rooting else out there? I mean, yeah. you know, Craig and Craig and Naomi maybe. I mean, afterwards we sort of got slight confirmation of that. Hello, Naomi and Craig, if you're listening. But, I mean... David rooting himself in the shower, does that count? <laughs> um, Justin and Gab might have had a bit of a, you know, jungle cruise in the in the wilderness. I don't know, but they've rooted. Come on, you can't tell me they're not having a they're having a good old session that night. Come on, Ben. They've been married for 16 years. Yeah. Well, look, if you've been married for, you don't root your wife? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, come geez, on. Jeez. I mean, it's entertaining. I love a lot of good camera shots here under the water, the swimming. David ends up winning. Um, but I, I've got a question, old uh, Lisa's swimming cap here, Matt. Um, what's going on there? <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put it to you like this: that when it comes to that swimming cap, what the fuck? Yeah. Yep. Like ser- seriously, who signed off on that? 
Did, did David know that she already had that cap and was going to be wearing it? Because if he did, he should have been saying, don't you dare bring that out to Vanuatu. <laughs> I, I don't know what was going on. I don't know. What had, bizarre, absolute, but was that the trend back in 2006? No, oh, to me it looks like it's like it's Beatrice from the 1950s. Like, I mean, that, that's sort of what it looks like. I, I don't think I've ever seen that except for old tapes of the 1950s. I have no idea what the hell that was. And I think you've brushed over a few things here. First, the, the challenge name. Well, you know I love these challenge names. It's, the flag race, pretty flag self-explanatory. Race. Yes. Oh, I the have missed a big one here, actually. Sorry, you're right. Sorry, keep going. The flag race, Dicko calls uh, the final four the fearless foursome. The fearless foursome, yes. Um <laughs> Now, I I love when the loved ones get involved in a challenge. This, this to me, I, I, I'm in for. And I actually like the way they've done this, where they give them the option. You can either use them in the challenge or you can do it yourself. I think that's brilliant. I, I don't know how you feel. I don't know how our listeners feel, but... This is great. I, I would have been disappointed if they said you had to use the loved ones because that could be a disadvantage. If you don't have a fit loved one or you know a good swimmer or whatever, that's obviously a disadvantage, which I don't think should come into your game when you've been playing a game you know, and you're, you're down to the final four. Um, but I like the fact that you give them the option, well, here's your loved ones. If you want to use them, you can. You know, And I guess people can look at it either way. Like, you know, if, if Guy Leach was still in the game at this point, I don't know whether he was married at the time, but he might have a really fit, you know, Iron Man, Iron Woman wife at the time and they could have blitzed her. I don't know. You, you can look at it each way, but I actually don't have a problem with this. I actually really like the fact that loved ones can, ha- you know, be involved in a challenge, but you don't necessarily have to use them if you don't want to. I'm very surprised that Gabby didn't have one of the 58 NRL boyfriends out there just kind of powering Solomon. Hum- Imagine that Solomon Homono comes out. I don't know she, whether they had already broken up by that stage probably. but um, She was dating the Criminal Minds guy around about this same time. So, I mean, come on, there's a big Hollywood superstar that would have been out there on the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, I, I don't think I have a problem with it. I, I could do kind of like it when they force them involved sometimes because, I mean, think of Heroes vs. Villains, Colby and, damn it, Reed, like throwing his water on him and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, we kind of get a moment there lisa ripping shit into david like uh david come on pick it up it's like why don't you take your bloody swimming cap off and stop yelling and do some work yourself like jesus I, but I, 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 I look probably shouldn't say this but she seemed like a bit of a ball breaker yeah <laughs> like she, i don't think david would mind you saying that now no, uh, i mean I, I don't know i don't, I don't want to say negative things about people i don't know but just from what i saw of that bit of footage i ball i immediately thought ball breaker but um <laughs> this made me laugh too. I've got to think about this. Just say if you were my loved one that had come out and obviously I'd already seen you in that previous challenge. I'm like, oh, fuck, Ben Waterworth is out here. But then all of a sudden, next second, you're back there on the beach and then Dicko's telling me, oh, now I've got to get you involved in this challenge. And I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, again. <laughs> like, I would have been like, literally, Ben, sit down. I'll just do this myself. How do mate. you know so, I can't swim? Judgmental much. Okay. Are you a good swimmer? I got third place in a swimming carnival race in backstroke. Admittedly, there are only three people in it, but still, it doesn't matter. I'm a bronze medalist from my school swimming carnival. Okay, but was that was that the A was that the A comp? I know because back then, yeah, in school, I'd do the A's, the B's, the C's. I mean, like the F comp. I can't remember, but I mean, uh, whatever. I, I, look, honestly, Ben, if if he would have, I got you. I thought, oh, good, I get a bit of help in this next second. Uh, all right, you've got this bloke again, Ben. What am I? Ah, I would have worn a swimming cap for you, Matt. I would have put it on. <laughs> okay, Can we have those swimming caps make, as the buffs? <laughs> I'll, I'll make you a deal. If I ever am lucky enough to play this game again and I get to that stage and I'll get you out there, but only if you wear that 
swimming cap, that scrappy, scrumpy, scrappy. Is it, was it, what, what was it? Scrappy, scrumpy, scrumpy, squammy, scrumpy, scrumpy, scrammy, swammy, swimmy, scrumpy. Swim. you know, you know, in Dumb and Dumber, he's like, swimmy, yeah. swammy, swimmy, swammy, sa- swammy, Samson, 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 I was way I was, off. I was way off. <laughs> I was like that when he's mentioned scrap, scrap, scrumpy, and I was like, I literally, my mind just went to that straight away, and I'm like, swimmy, scrappy, squammy. Sw-. I don't know. I think it's funny. Probably no one else is laughing, but I was cracking up when I was watching this episode. I tell you that, what, I'll and, make and you a deal. And- if I ever get on the show, I won't have you on my loved ones list. It's fine. <laughs> You'd lose it for me. You'd get me voted out. It's a friend I'd, with you. I'd start abusing everyone and I'd be like, You oh, would. You'd start yelling. It, you'd be, be called sexist again on Twitter the next day. <laughs> Jesus. That, if they're like, if this is this guy's mate, he's got this. we got to get do, both of them. Can I just point out that, I, like, again, I love being a dick to you because it's fun. But, like, whenever I, like, do one of these Photoshop images, sometimes I'll go to your Facebook and grab some random photo. But sometimes I just, I'm lazy. So I'll just type Matt Dyson Survivor and Google Images, and, you know, pull up one of the cast photos. But I always love whenever I search for your name, there's always this one photo that comes up. It's like, what was Matt Dyson thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I just love oh. these headlines that still exist of you on the internet. Just basically, oh. like, what was he thinking? <laughs> Can we please call that when we get to your recap episodes? Of, what was he thinking? Oh, <laughs> shit, shit. That is going to be that- our longest episode. Doing a twist in episode 10 where he brings two people back and those two people go on to be the final two. You know, when we interviewed David Mason, as you know, like he... He never thought it was going to happen. He thought they would just come back, get voted out, and it was just a bit of an episode filler. But that didn't happen, and Guy goes on to win. So I know you've been waiting for this episode, Ben. There's so much to talk about with it. There's so much... I'm trying to be polite here. Well, fuck it. There's so much shit I know you want to get off your chest when it comes to this. This Is this the... I know, we've, we've joked about it all season, Dead Man Walking. We've got that twist as well with Zach and Shawnee just randomly turning back up and get given bus. All that stuff. All these weird stuff that happens in modern-day Survivor. But does this take the cake as the worst thing to ever happen to Australian Survivor? Oh, I think the worst thing to happen to Australian Survivor is Ben Wynn. But um, that's... Uh, <laughs> Go back to listen to our earlier episodes. It's kind of one of these weird things where, again, it's like David Mason thought outside the square. He had kind of, you know, carte blanche to do what he wanted with these rules. And to me, it's like The Last Jedi, right? Do I like The Last Jedi? No, it's a shit film. Do I dislike Ryan Johnson for trying something new? No, he attempted something outside the box and try to do something different to the cookie-cutter format that we got in The Force Awakens. Bear with me if you're not a Star Wars fan. So, like, I don't like the finished product of The Last Jedi, and particularly then The Rise of Skywalker, but they tried something different and ultimately failed. David Mason tried something different, and it ultimately failed. You can't fault the guy for thinking a little bit differently. Again, he admits now, yeah, probably not the best idea, but at the time, why not? It's like the day Ben Waterworth decided to get into radio and podcasting. Why not? Let's give it a crack. Something different. Clearly hasn't worked out for the world and it's a bad choice. But hey, people are listening to this right now, so maybe you've got to think about your own choices. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> I'm just I'm just laughing to myself. Imagine if they did do it earlier. And here they are trying to tell Amber, look, Amber, we need you to go back out 
to the island and actually have a chance to go back in. And here she is, you know, hanging out with Dicko, hanging <laughs> turds in Dicko's toilet. <laughs> you know, from our first interview we did on the Oz Network, she talked about she stayed on and she ended up getting in a relationship with a crew member. So she was on the island afterwards partying for, for quite some time. So could you imagine them then all of a sudden say, hey, Amber, we need you to go back out and live in the bloody, live out in the beach. Go. She would have said, fuck no. Which is why, as David explained, like, if this was a non-celebrity season, you could isolate them. You could say, hey, guess what? You've got a chance to come back in the game. So we're going to keep you over there. We're going to give you a small amount of rice, blah, 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 blah. Let's do it that way. Again, because this is a celebrity season and they're probably already complaining enough out there, you're not going to turn around to them as they're voted out and go, hey, so you've got to like, I mean, Guy Leach would have, absolutely, but Gab's not going to. I'm sure Elton's not. Uh, Justin, who knows, uh, depends on the day, but like, that's the, that's the issue with it being a celebrity season is you can't sort of dangle it in front of these eyes and say, you've got a chance to get back in the game. They, they, they want to kind of go back to their resorts and do all this sort of stuff. So yeah, Amber, God, no, she would have straight. I think she said that, didn't she? That she would have in a heartbeat said, no, uh, yeah. Kim Johnson's Gosh. not going to do it. <laughs> um, you know, Fiona, maybe Ben, who, who knows, who cares? Uh, Wayne probably would have done it. Um, but yeah. They should have just brought back Ben Wynn, honestly. They, <laughs> they, you know what? They should have just done it. Just, just to, to, to just as a bit of a bit of a mind fuck. Like, just all of a sudden in episode ten, Ben Wynn just turns up. Everyone's going, "Oh, fuck off!" Not him. I'm very excited to get back into the game. It's like, oh god, here we go again. Here he is. <laughs> just... oh, imagine that. Imagine that. And then Ben Wynn sitting in the final two. Oh, God. That would be the worst final tribal council ever. Yeah, I really think I should win the game. I played pretty well, and I think people like me. He's like, shut up. No one's voting for you. <laughs> just, just go away. <laughs> go back re- and find some roots. <laughs> do, do you reckon Do you reckon that uh, they had an unlimited bar tab back, like Guy and, and Elton and oh, all God, that? Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, being celebrities, they would have they had an unlimited bar tab. and Elton un- were... Yeah. Steak dinners, drink. I'm pretty sure I remember when I listened to his interview with the Golden God that he talked about it, that it was sort of uh, what they were up to. And I'm pretty sure from memory as well, they, I mean, he had no clue until like a day or two beforehand when they told him. So, um, yeah, again, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of that. Yeah, we're jumping ahead a little bit till after the immunity challenge. We kind of get Justin going on a bit of an angry rant, doesn't he? Like how he's kind of like, going, he's doing a number on all of us. Yes. Like I, me, I can't me, be around a snake. Like he's, yeah, he goes me. off. Meanwhile, Leachy's in the background with his dick out, hanging a piss. Oh, don't, don't, no, that's, that's the best. That's the best strategic talk I have ever seen. I was going to bring that up, but like that is like brilliant. Like, can I just say, when it comes to you know ultimate strategy talks in the history of Survivor, Guy Leach taking a piss. <laughs> have we? I'm, I was trying to think. I don't know if we've ever seen. On camera, no. someone taking see, a, a, a leak. Surely, in mod, like the the producers are going, guys. Guy, you finish doing what you're doing, and then we will have. Then you guys can have the talk. Like, do not, because like that is generally the part where they don't film you right. Is when you go into the toilet. So that to me is the part where, like, you know, in different Survivor, they would be like, "Stop, wait till he's pissed." now film it like because like it's a bit awkward kind of seeing like justin melvey go like i can't be around a snake he's got to go and college is there yeah with his dick in his hand basically going like yeah how can i agree with you mate mate fucking mate mate has a bit of a shake doesn't wash his hands i mean i guess he's in the jungle but like i mean it's kind of great strategic moves in australian survivor with the time guy leach was holding his dick when they decided that they want to vote out david oldfield what would have been funny is if he turned back 
walked over to Justin and they, they shook on their deal. <laughs> they were gonna st- like straight after he just had his slong in his hand, he walked straight over, puts his puts his mitt out and just shakes on it. Look, I'm saying this now, Matt, but uh that's a big slong too. So that's why he was using two like Guy Leach, he's a he's a big man in many ways. Let's be honest. He's got a he's got a impressive package there. That's why he's one of Australia's greatest all around athletes. Yeah. So not as big as Joel though. Oh God, no, no, no! No one can ever top Joel. Like Joel, Joel's impressed. Like if Rob Dixon's impressed by Joel, then you know Joel's got a big one. I actually had a conversation with somebody recently, and I was talking about the fact that I do this podcast. I'm like, oh, I actually I host it with a with a former contestant, and these like, oh yeah, like I've watched every episode of Australians. I know it back to, back to front. Who is it with? I'm like, oh, I remember in Champions Contenders, the the first boot, the cop. I'm like, no. And I'm like, he was he was bald. He wasn't very good. He had a meltdown trouble. No, don't remember him. <laughs> how could you forget that tribal council? Matt, you're just not memorable, apparently. Oh, uh, but, but, then, but then when you mentioned Ben Wynn, the guy probably knew all oh, about him. Oh, bloody hell, he had a T-shirt on. It was Ben Wynn's number one fan. Probably knew where he was living right now. Probably could It was say, Ben oh, Wynn. I, was, I met yeah. Ben Wynn. I just kept a secret from you. What can I say? Uh, he's coming on the show oh, next week. Surprise. Sh- but what's yeah. surprising? Speaking of surprises. Everyone chows down these, even freaking Imogen and Nicole. Like, you see Nicole's reaction. She's straight away like, ah, like, you know, cutesy little Nicole as she is. But they all stomach it and fucking Imogen like a like a goddess. Just, I mean, she's a vegetarian, like, well, I guess animal rights. Like, just amazing. This is the same girl that at the beginning of this season was complaining about touching pigs. Now she's picking up a bloody witchetty grub and down the gullet it goes. Well, what does Dicko say to her? She, he's trying to, like, say how good she did, but she's in the background throwing up. Yeah, and says, I wrote that down. It's like, um, David Imogen guy, thoroughly well done. Even though, Imogen, you're hucking it up in the bushes. <laughs> Which, I like, again, this is one of these rare episodes where I feel we're spoiled for choice for thug lives. Um, it's just there's 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 plenty. But uh, I, I, I do, like, maybe my favourite, though. We'll get to this. So the next part is they've got a... Um, uh, so we should say that uh, David so, Imogen and Guy. So, so man, through. I'm just going to cut in here. I'm just laughing to myself. <laughs> you're cracking me up. You said that this guy's like, yep, I've, I've watched every episode. Tell me who it is. <laughs> and then you're like, Matt Dyson, and it's just cricket. It, it was at that point where you were like, fuck, I couldn't get any lower in, in, <laughs> in life. Like, yeah. when, when here you are. And you actually oh, have hosted got, this with, with yeah, Ben Morgan. <laughs> yeah, where, where you were like, fuck, I'm at the lowest of all lows. And like, when, when it comes to Survivor, like, Matt, man, I've been guy, at the lowest of all lows in podcasting a lot of the time, but uh, that might have taken the cake. <laughs> that, that does crack me up. He's like, yeah, I've watched every episode. I know everything. Yeah, you, you hit me with it. Matt Dyson just goes quiet. Yep. No idea. <laughs> no idea. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, was he from the UK version? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, sorry yeah, to interrupt. No. I was just laughing. Israel, about it. Israel version. He was he was the reward when Rupert was yeah. on it. Uh, oh, basically, I, sorry, oh. I just I had to interrupt you because I was just laughing. But I could just pit, you know when you can just picture something. I could just picture it. Just the the, the awkward silence. You're like, I feel right, it. Let's, it needs let's, to let's come talk up about more. let's talk about off the podium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I reckon Matt, they were that desperate. They would have gone, get me Matt Dyson, and you would have heard. <laughs> No, David Mason would have said, who? Never heard of him. Yeah. But, uh, I reckon here, just for a bit of a laugh, this would have been funny because, like I said, Justin was really going off. You could see it in his eyes. This guy's pissed off, like really angry. And that's when guys in the background hanging a piss with his song out. 
They should have. They should have just like blurred blurred it out. But like You're down between a, his like, legs, right? Like like a huge blur out, yeah. like making out like Borat, like what they do with Borat, like making out is just like yeah, three times, four times bigger than it really is. Like I tell you what, you are, I tell you what, I'm doing that as part of yes, one of our clips this yes, week. I'm yes. gonna do that. So, so here you are, here you are with you know, Justin Melby, like pissed off, going off, and in the background, if you're looking closely, there's this this massive blurred out bit. Like yep. insinuating that that guy Leach is just this hung like a a mule. What do you mean insinuating? <laughs> Matt, he is. Well, uh, yeah. No, I, we'll we'll work away of that. I'm sure people listening to this episode have already seen it, but uh, yeah. I will uh, I will try. I'm looking my magic. forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'm sure Can guy just... Leach will be looking forward to seeing it. It sounds like you're calling her the golden goddess. Hey, there you go. Ding ding ding. Chicken dinner winner. <laughs> that's um that's perfect. I like that queen. The golden goddess, like that's that's it. The the OG queen god. Do we ever have ever have a queen god a golden goddess ever moving forward in in Australia? So well, I, think, we I do. think I think we've just named one. Got to say, well, you, no you're treat- excited. You got you're yeah. excited for some dicko lines here because you you were on well, board to me. You were you were messaging me before I'd even watched this episode. You were champing at the bit to talk about Dicko's opening speech here. Yeah, absolutely. No tree miles. So I had to use my time to do something. Um, Okay, so Dicko, this is Dicko at his best. So he, uh, they come in now. This straight away, he's like, he's he says this line. I, I, I love it. He's like, you left last night looking, looking tense and nervous, and you turn up today looking like the Waltons. Now, <laughs> obviously, I clearly knew straight away. I was like, the Waltons. Never heard of it. Don't know if you had ever heard of it. Bit before our time, Ben. Now, I was like, it's clearly. A, a reference to a TV show, like a TV show based around a family. So I do what I do. I Googled it. Now, let me give you a rundown of what the Waltons is. Oh, I'm so it was a show that It was a show that aired between 1972 and 1981. It had nine seasons and not to mention it had other spin-off shows, movies. I think it even had a Christmas special. So oh, any show, all shows any sh- in the 70s had a – we, we uh, would have had a Christmas special if we were a podcast <laughs> in the 70s, Matt. We, we will have a Christmas special. Uh, yeah, so nine seasons, 221 episodes. Now, it was an American historical drama TV series about a family in rural uh, Virginia during the Great Depression and World War II. So that's what it basically was based on. Never seen an episode, never heard of it. Um, have you heard of it before, Ben? I don't know. I, it clearly I was Dicko's, one of Dicko's go-to shows. Well, it dates Dicko, I think, a little bit more. Um, I'd heard of it because that was the one, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, where it was famous at the end of the episode when they go to bed, they would, like, all the family are, like, going, like, good night, Matt, good night, Jenny, good night, blah, good night, you know, it was like, good night, John Boy, like, everyone would say good night. That was the thing, I think, like, when we'd go camping, my dad would be like, "Good night, Ben. Good night, Lindsay. Good night, Kim. Good night, John. Bye." Like it was that was the thing, and I yeah. think it was one of these like you know traditional family value shows that people kind of you know. I think that the modern day version of this was Seventh Heaven, if you remember Seventh Heaven. So I think that was to me, but also <laughs> there was all these. Like just like talking about Jess- Jessica Biel, she had to change her. She was she was Seventh Heaven, wasn't she, Jessica Biel? Oh. God, I, I'm sure, I can't because remember. I'm I'm pretty sure that because that was such a you know like a goody sort of show like the perfect family she had to change her image and go like when she started getting into movies maybe you can Google this for me now Ben and have a look but I'm pretty <laughs> sure uh, that she had to sort of change her image because here she is in the show Seventh yeah. Heaven and and for seasons and she kind of had well, to change think, her image. 
I think, like, yeah, I think you're right. There's, I think there's a few people from that show that sort of had to do it. It's like, it was like when all the Disney people, like when Miley Cyrus all of a sudden is, you know, yeah. posing naked on a wrecking ball, like, oh my God, that was Hannah Montana. But I think, like, wasn't there also that famous line from, was it either Ronald Reagan or Ronald Reagan's wife when they were kind of, I guess, talking about maybe like the drug epidemic of the 80s and they were basically saying like, oh, we want families to be less, you know, more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons because I think that put like the Simpsons on the map because that had only just started a little bit and like the president's quoting the Simpsons. I'm pretty sure that was a famous quote. But yeah, I think it just shows Dicko's age. Like you're fucking quoting the Waltons. (laughs) The Waltons. And and you're right about that Goodnight John boy. Apparently it was like the most, uh, the highest like quote or the most used quote of the 70s or something. Something was yeah. the good night, John boy. So look, it's a, a great line. Be- yeah, a little bit before <laughs> my time, but you're right. It, and do you reckon when the, when the contestants laughed that like I can't imagine Imogen would have known what the hell he was referring to? What was Imogen? Well, Twenty early twenties? Yeah, uh, probably. I mean, I mean, what seventy? So I mean, she yeah, would kid yeah, possibly? Maybe, I don't know, maybe no, just- bit, bit out of her time. But like, it's kind of it is. It, like, well, what would you be saying now? Would you know? Would JLP be dropping the seventh heaven line or something like that? You know, I know like, that's or, even that's even past it now. What be something off Netflix? Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't knows. know. What's a, what's a traditional fa- like? Do we have them now? We're so corrupt now well, in the 2020s. We don't have traditional family shows anymore. <laughs> <laughs> God, people listen to Australian Survivor archives. They're not traditional family values. Fuck that shit. We talk about people holding their dicks while they're doing confessionals and golden showers. Yeah, um, <laughs> Did they have this helicopter? They must have had it hided out for the whole 25 minutes. <laughs> private like, helicopter, yeah, Matt. That's I mean, Australian Idol money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where the budget went. This bloody helicopter. I've never seen a helicopter. This, it's, 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 it's had more airtime than Ben Wynn. So, uh, so it has, in, in more it ways has, than one. Yeah. I, I get your joke there. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Ben Wynn was the helicopter pilot. He is an SAS guy. You know, you know, John Rambo, you know, and Rambo, he, he flies helicopters. He's maybe oh. Ben wins the helicopter pilot and they, and the one day that they ben didn't Wynn use his Rambo. helicopter. No personality <laughs> you know? there. Well, welcome we aboard not- flight, Ben Wynn. We're going to fly to Yasser Volcano. Yep. Hope you enjoy your tea and scrumpets. Like, come on, boring helicopter so flight. You, you can't see Rambo and, and, no. and Ben Wynn? No? Okay. They go back. Now, the, the second part of this reward is... Uh, back to the five-star resort. Now, this looks this place looks a little bit different. It's not Dicko's room. I'm sure he's probably got a room there somewhere. But now, maybe I should – do you want to talk – I know this is a great line that you love that Dicko says here, so maybe I'll let you do the honours. Well, it's our thug life, easy thug life for the week, is uh, they kind of go into this resort and you kind of – you just see him sitting there, ah, oh, survivors, and you, I love how you hear, like, Guy and just oh, it's Dicko, and he's like – Come break bread with me. <laughs> like, there he is just sitting at this table. I disagree with you. I think this is Dicko's room. I think they've just gone like, fuck it, this is Dicko's room. He's got his pool. He's got everything going on there. That's just his table on his patio. Like, he's just, he's there rocking around. <laughs> like, well, I bet you they've just gone, oh, we can't be bothered splurging for another resort. Let's just go to Dicko's room. And, you know, this is what Dicko does every night. He has his big five-star meal and a couple of bevs. And here he is sitting by his pool and they've gone for a skinny dip afterwards. <laughs> I'm surprised. You know what I would have loved when he turns up. He's like, "Let's break bread." He's sitting there in the nude already, <laughs> yeah. like, and, or in his jocks. You know, like just, or in a or robe, you know, like, just a bathrobe, his schlong hanging out. Yeah, or you know, like in something about Mary when uh, he, he's sitting behind the cat. He, he gets up and the, the the belt's undone. You know, yep. the zipper's down. He gets up and just casually like puts it up. Pat old Pat Healy, but yep. uh, um, 
I can, now I think about it, you're actually probably right. I admit I've probably got this wrong. You're right. It probably is this is his actual hotel room because you don't actually see the room or anything. You just it's just the back area where the pool is and the, now I've got a question here. If you look closely, is he already half cut on wine? I swear. Oh, yeah. I swear he's already had at least a bottle of wine. Like you look at him. <laughs> uh, well, no, he. I'm telling you now, he's had a few sips because. He's a li- he's a bit more glassy-eyed. He's a little bit sort of you know like normally he's really like hyped up. He's he's obviously been waiting for him while while they're at the volcan- volcano. He he's cracked open the bottle and and helped himself. That's what, and it makes sense if he if he's at his place already. If he's at his room, he would have had a couple of bottles there. So why not? Uh, literally, why not? Um, I, I like. I think the thing too is that you kind of got. He goes on this bit of a rant. I don't know if this is Dick Dicko, kind of one of these things that maybe doesn't hold up too well when he has his bit of a dig at the girls. But he's just basically like, "Oh yeah, it seemed like a bunch of the girls just want to come out here and share a few pounds." And it's just kind of like, <laughs> like he's always quick to just kind of like talk down the girls in this game. He never sort of mentions like you know like oh like Wayne Gardner wanted to lose a bit of weight or kind of this sort of stuff. He's like straight away just like, "Oh yeah, the bloody girls were out here for a bloody fad diet, weren't they?" Um, like. Like, it's just kind of funny, but I just, one thing I'll say, I love a season of Survivor where the host is involved in a reward. Some of the old school um, US Survivors, like Propes and Kelly Wigglesworth at the bar, doesn't Propes go with Colby on that sort of whole horse reward around the campfire in Australian Survivor? Like, you never see it anymore, and I don't think we've ever had JLP kind of rock up and have some dinner with the people, have we? I I don't remember. Well, how good good would it be to see... JLP, like to say, like, I don't know, I mean, girls drink beer and stuff, but let's just say who's someone like a Luke Toki or someone, someone that would enjoy a beer, win a reward and get to go on, on a, on a, like a reward with JLP where they're getting on the beers. Like, yeah. and, and you're actually seeing JLP, you know, start to get a little bit half cut. Like, I can't imagine. goal would that be? Well, we know talking to Lincoln that he was sort of strictly told like, no, we can't interact. Like, and we, we heard from Dave, we like never really saw Dicko. Like it's it's kind of one of those things where it's they never really get to hang out with the host. And like, hey, there's there's reasons and rhymes behind that. But like, I think it would be just interesting because it's interesting. Dicko can like as much as I'm taking the piss out of him. Like he he's kind of he's literally kind of quizzing them, and it's kind of you can hear some strategic elements where it's almost like a bit of a confessional or this sort of stuff. Like he can bring it out of them, but it's just kind of like. It's good for the host's brand. Like, let's just show casual Dicko, casual JLP, casual Lincoln, casual Jeff, like, hanging with the survivors. Because, like, I think at the end of the day, like, the host is always going to be the face of Survivor. And, you know, we're always going to sort of try and connect with them. And you kind of always want them to be just, like, the standard sort of person you can hang out with. I mean... God, JLP is the type of guy that you do watch and you go, yeah, I could I could have a beer with JLP. Like, there's not one of these hosts of Survivor, US or Australia, that you couldn't say, oh, I could have a beer with them. And I think, like, if you were to have that whole sit down with five people, you know, list in history for dinner, Jeff Probst would be very high up on my potential nominees as somebody I'd like to sit down and have a chat with Jeff Probst. I mean, the conversation I could have with that man is amazing. So... I, like, if I was on a season of Survivor and all of a sudden I've got Jeff Probst sitting there, like, come break bread with me. That, that's not Jeff Probst, but, and like, you can sit there like, hell yeah. Like, I, I'm going for it. So, yeah, J- bring that back. Bring that back to Australian Survivor. JLP chilling, like, uh, you know, hanging out with Luke, Golden God, Pia, like, fucking Shane. Imagine hanging out with Shane Gould. Like, don't fuck with Shane Gould, JLP. Pass me the potatoes. So, so this is probably the first time and only time, like, the contestants have got on the piss with the host during the show. 
In, yeah, I can't think of a JLP. And please, if somebody, I know we've got a couple of listeners who will always sort of send us in a tweet when we've sort of said something and, and correct us. But yeah, please, if there's a season of Australian Survivor where JLPs had a bit of a reward interaction, please let us know. Do, do you reckon that Dicko was even meant to actually be there, or he just said, "I ain't leaving." Ah, it's his bloody room. Know, they're probably you know, they're just, <laughs> like you, you <laughs> just halfway through his dinner. They've gone. David Mason's gone. Ah, Dicko, just let you know, we've got the three come for Oh fuck those three! What are they doing? I'm having me bloody. I'm having a bloody beer. <laughs> like, You've seen Wolf of Wall Street, haven't you? I have not seen Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, no. are you kidding me? So there's a line where the Caprio, he's like, I "Ain't leaving. I ain't fucking leaving." And that, that's probably like Dicko when he's like, Dicko, you got to go. The contestants are coming in. We've got the lobster and steak set up. We've got the wine, the beers. And he's like, I ain't leaving. Yeah, he's like, and, and you know what? In the end, they couldn't get rid of him. Like, you know what, Dicko, just just get on the piss just with him. And just get on it. Go I love on. it. I love it. I could, you no, know what? This, I, yeah. this episode should have just been all of them just on the piss yeah. together. And I, the, I love the two, like, when they're there and they're cheersing, they're talking about Nicole. And I, I love the moment there when Dicko's just kind of like, we start talking about it, let's do a toast to little Nicole. And then I love Imogen's line, which is like, yeah, little Mighty Mouse. Like, you yeah, know, kind yeah. of like, I do like that. Like, like, the one thing I'll say about Justin, did he always have that, the guitar? The guitar? The, the, the guitar. He has it. Um, have you noticed he's got it on his back? He's got it on his back walking to try, like when he's, Wait, he's got you know, a guitar. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, if you look close, that's what I mean. If you look close, I saw it in the preview at the start of this episode when it's like last week on, so, and they showed it and he's got, got it on his back. He's got it in like a black case, but you can tell it's a, a guitar. And then I'm looking here. Does it, I, I can't see. And then just before the... they walk to tribal. So go back to where they're just about to walk to, and you can see he's got it on his back. Now I sure he never had that. Before he got voted out the first oh, time. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is this that a? Went, is this his reward? Is this his luxury item? Well, I'm a, I'm assuming it is. Yeah. But I'd never seen it before until it's only since coming back into the game. How have we not seen like the camp singalongs with Justin Melvy? This is, I, I want to see I'm that. Saying. Like you know, I'm Justin Melvy. Closer each day. I'm on Vanuatu. Well, the, like, come on. Well, the best. The best thing if we if we if we get Justin Melvy on this podcast, you know, he's going to have to pull out the guitar and and give us a. An he's acoustic a, version of something. He's got such a little wicked laugh, Just. He's like him and Nicole's laugh this season. Great laugh. But I just want to see him around the campfire, like seeing the home and away thing, doing his like, <laughs> closer each day, home and away. Like, we're robbed well, of the Justin Melby camp sing-along. I want to, I want the camp sing-along of the Waltons feature starring <laughs> bloody Justin Melby. <laughs> or the bloody um uh the the guy leads doing that. I'm the best, the best. Or going back to last season with the Timmy the dog. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I seriously, I, I want the I want Channel Seven in the archives. If you're listening, if you've got the the unedited footage of Channel 7's Survivor Vanuatu, do we have Justin Melvy sing along? Because I mean, I we're robbed. Do you think Channel Seven still have the vault? Like they've just got this vault of all the shows that they've had in the history of Channel Seven, surely. and they've got the unedited footage. Like, wouldn't that be a travesty to think that this just gets deleted off the cloud? Basically, oh, that, surely you know, not. Surely someone has it, and you'll end up in a bloody garage sale in another thirty years' time. You know, and- probably cleared. Yeah, exactly. Imagine going like long to the Channel Seven fire sale, and all of a sudden there, there it is. Like you know, fifty-eight VHS tapes of unedited footage of of Survivor Van. I mean, wouldn't that like in all seriousness, that would be so much fun to get old footage of a Survivor season and be able to re-edit. 
re-edit it like in a modern format to see yeah. what they would do. And even on the flip side, get a modern season and edit in like an old school fashion. Like no one's ever going to do that. But like we talk about the Snyder cut for Justice League, like bring us the, the, the JLP cut of season two of Australian Survivor. Tell you what, I would do if I got to do that. I'd go back and I would just like edit the shit out of Ben Wynn and he'd just be in everything. Like this guy would be like, <laughs> God, be no one's watching that. Because <laughs> he would have given a lot of confessionals. There's only two of them made them to air, but like it just would have been Ben Wynn all no, over. You're no, not editing okay. a season of Survivor. You, you edit Survivor like you play Survivor, Matt. Shit. So um, <laughs> just, just no. This is Channel Seven. All right, their audiences are a little bit less educated than some, so they've got to make sure that every single week that the Channel 7 audience, like every single, they've just watched Home and Away, Matt. You know, they've 2006, I don't know, was Chris Hemsworth still on Home and Away? Probably. So, you know, then goes Kim and, and Beck Hewitt was probably still on the show back then. I can't remember. So, therefore, they've, they've just had half an hour of pure Home and Away Summer Bay action, and then they've gone, oh, what's this, Survivor? Oh, they can't speak to the people? Okay, I understand now. Just classic Channel 7 audience there. <laughs> yep, no comment. All right, cool. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> Tell you another thing I like. <laughs> that joke worked. You can literally oh, I, hear I, a pin I, drop. I think, I think you, I, well, I think you, I think you, I, I don't need to bag out Channel 7. You did a pretty good job just bagging them out there. <laughs> But uh, hey, bucket um, list bag like out it. channel seven on episode fifty six of ASA. God, <laughs> right done. Tick. I love Justin here. I love Justin trying to get him up in the morning, and he's all like, "Oh, I'm gonna make his brekkie. I'm gonna get us some paw paws and freaking sugar cane, all this kind of stuff." And he's walking along, and this confet like we've talked about Justin's confessional, that dramatic style that he has. Like this is the best one when he's basically just be like, "I'm walking along, and I see the trimmer." There's got to be another bloody challenge. I can't do this anymore. And then he's like, <laughs> and then I see a riddle. Another riddle. The riddles are killing me. <laughs> like, I love kind of how dramatic he is. But can we also point out, we should say that the tree bows, like, I don't think we've seen them with a knife in the tree all season, have we? Or have I just missed that? Because I love this knife holding up I- this parchment. Yeah, I, I did notice that as well. I don't think we have. I think this is a, definitely the first time we've seen it. But uh, yeah, it was a good little, good little ending for the for the tree mail. And especially, like I said, I can't remember if there's any tree mail in the in the first Channel Ten season. But if not, it's a good way to go out. But this there's really it, not Matt. much. There's not much to this tree mail. So I mean, there's only basically four lines. But I uh, want you, I want go. you to hang on before you do this, Matt. I want you to once you've read this. I want you to then give me your best Justin Melvy laugh because can I just say I love Justin Melvy's reaction when he sees his breakfast at the end of it. So if you can remember what that sounds like, oh, I go for it. Otherwise, I'll, I'll give you. I'll All give right. it to you. I'll, okay. I'm going to have to pass you over here because I can't remember. I know he does a laugh, but I, c- I can't remember how he does it. So you do it after I read it. Okay. But, all right. So the final tree mail of this season, it's a four-liner. It goes like this. It's the 25th and final day. And soon you'll hear what the jury say. But as you've made it to the final two, here's a little treat for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost like Fran Drescher, um, kind of with a male twang to it. (laughs) Did you you notice with this tree mail too? They they, he actually you don't actually hear the whole tree mail. The the second line you don't hear because it cuts over to him. Like saying something else. Like, I didn't notice in, that. Didn't yeah. notice that. 
So I actually, but they they have a shot of the tree mail up with the knife and I actually had to get it from there. But the second line, the one that says, and soon you'll hear what the jury say, you don't actually hear because they cut to Justin. So maybe when he read it, may, I'm assuming maybe he didn't read it properly or did something else during it. And they're like, oh shit. So we had to, they had to cut did, around I didn't, it. Didn't, didn't notice. Well, but I, I, I love, like, I love he because he like, slowly reveals the basket and he kind of has that, ah, like it's just it's such a cool little laugh. But then, I mean, this is history making too. The first ever final day breakfast in Australian Survivor. There it is. And then I just love when he gets back and I love Guy's reaction. He's kind of got this big kid on Christmas and he's like, bacon, eggs, juice. <laughs> I like it. I love their juice. <laughs> i got to admit, this is a good, it's a good little breakfast package. Oh, yeah. They get bacon, eggs, they get, they get baguettes. I love oh, you that can't baguette go looks so good. Yum. I know. Uh, you, you can't go past a baggy. I mean, what we haven't oh. seen a baggy since what they had in season one. They had the was it the, the prawns on it? Was it prawns or yeah, lobsters, yeah, that, yeah, 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 lobster right, or something? Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Uh, they've got orange juice, coffee. It turns oh. out that guy can make an uh, the ultimate brew. He says he, he's great. At, he talks himself up about how good his coffee making is. And what's what's Justin drinking out of? Like, guy's got a coffee mug, but Justin looks like he's drinking well, out of like a like a, a folded up coconut well, leaf or well, something. It's like funny that. you say that. So in the package, if you if you pause it, it's got the bacon, the eggs, the baggies, the OJ, the coffee, and then it looks like there's one mug. So which is the mug that guy's drinking of? Mm. I can't see a second mug. So did they did they forget that this was there was two people left? Like. By this stage, was David Mason already basically on on the plane and said, "You know what? Who get maybe maybe Ben Wynn broke the second <laughs> mug and they're like, you know what? They get and one Justin mug. broke it. He broke David's bloody plate, so he's broken his mug already. <laughs> the pot. No, it was the pot. He broke the, the pot. The pot. Maybe- I don't know. I, I honestly reckon that maybe someone in production broke one of the mugs on the way to putting this thing together. And they thought, you know what? Just give them one mug. We, we've got no more budget left. There's literally. And yeah, I, you're right. I tried to work out what Justin was drinking from too. Who knows? Was, I, yeah. I just think, yeah, I just, I, I picture the budget. They've basically gotten to the final day. All right, come on guys. Oh. Put together a hamper. All right, cool. We've got the bacon. We've got the eggs. Damn. We've got the, we've got the brew. We've got that. All right. Okay. So we've got, uh, we've got five bucks left. All right. Uh, mugs. All right. Five bucks a mug. Uh, shit. We'll just do one. That's all right. That's fine. We're done. What? Budget over. Channel yeah. seven. <laughs> Why do you think they were burning the place down the night before? They didn't have the. They they ran out of money to pay some locals to bloody come clean up the bloody <laughs> camp after it was all finished. So they literally that was said, "Ben Wynn's the- job." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they. It probably was. And, uh, that one guy we yeah, had to clean said, up the thing. We're putting the bloody game. Shit. So that's. <laughs> That was his one job, and then in the end, yeah, and, yeah he was a cleaner. The, the, he was he was uh, celebrity survivor <laughs> cleaner, and they'd send him back shit. to ah oh, fuck. We got rid of the cleaner. Shit, burn everything, burn it to the ground. Oh <laughs> shit! He went from the cleaner to the survival expert in in in, in the space of five minutes. But you but imagine yeah, him but as a nah. cleaner. Oh yeah, just oh. got to clean the floor. <laughs> let, let, let's just be honest for a sec. There was no budget left by the end of this no, episode. No. No, I mean, it was D- gone. D- that's, it was that's gone. why Dicko wanted to get out of there. Like, all right, let's get this over and done with you. No, no food left back at the fucking resort. No. They've blown all our money. Well, they, yeah, they probably they probably cut the bar tab off on the twenty fourth day, and he's yeah. like, they, they ran out of money. There was no one was paying the bar tab anymore. He's like, well, I'm not I'm not using my own bloody money for the Fiji bitters and wine, and and uh, I reckon he probably the last day he didn't even get paid, and that's why everyone was yeah. done. Everyone's, everyone's it, shitty. Well, because it, it is a rushed episode. I reckon by this day, everyone's done. They just want they want to get out of Vanuatu. Which, I mean, it is very rushed because, like, I mean, the thing is, what have we had this episode? We've had a little bit at the camp, 
Rites of Passage challenge, then a tiny little bit before Imogen gets voted out, then a tiny little bit, and now we're at the final tribal council. And even this final tribal council only goes for, what, 14 minutes. This is a final tribal council. But but even at the end, I mean, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but even at the end, we're talking about running out of budget and everything. I mean, when guy wins, you know, normally maybe a novelty check saying winner, $100,000 with his right aid, you know, you know, on there or something to say it's charity or, or, or something. All they give it, they just hand him back and put the immunity challenge necklace back over oh, his God, head. And don't get me started on I mean, that. I mean, literally, <laughs> they've run out of money. They couldn't even afford the novelty check. I have to say, <laughs> what, what, what thing? Why are they putting? I know I'm jumping forward, but Ben, why are they putting the immunity necklace back? The game's over. He's won. And you can't, you can't tell me that the tribe has spoken, Dicko, because that was your line when people get voted. It's like, you remember back in, like, the early US seasons when Jeff used to snuff the runners-up torch? Like, Kelly's and Colby's. I don't know <laughs> if they did it to um, Kim's in Africa, but I know they did it. Like, the, Jeff used to snuff the second place's torch when they, they didn't win. So, I... I, yeah, I, I about that. It's, it's so, like... <laughs> Uh, we, we may as well I mean, we're on it now. But they, I, yeah, give him I, the immunity. So, Guy, can we just say, the Guy permanently has immunity. So, if Guy came back on Channel 10, yeah. he'd be there yeah. going, you can't vote me out. Dicko gave me immunity. Doesn't mean, you know, well, well, I reckon I reckon that's why he didn't get on because they, they found out that this guy has permanent immunity and he, yeah. he, he can't. I mean, this guy can. I mean, <laughs> this guy is the most blessed Australian survivor ever. The guy got voted out. He was eating buffet food for six days, comes back, wins, gets permanent <laughs> immunity for life. I mean, this guy's got permanent immunity for life. Doesn't yep. matter what channel show he goes on. He can yep. never be voted out. Even if he does, he'll always still come back and win. Yep. Um, I mean, Dicko, I think he's still wanting to let everyone know that it's now an individual game. <laughs> I mean, imagine if he put it on, say, Guy, you're the winner, puts on the immunity necklace, and by the way, it's now an individual game. <laughs> Honestly, oh. in the background, you know, Justin's still eating baguettes. I mean... They're, oh. they're very frugal at Channel 7 in 2006. Like, we have spent all this money on our budget. We couldn't even afford a second mug. We paid a lot for that immunity necklace. So, by God, by crikey, the winner's going to wear that. They're going to take that with them. They're not burning that shit. That was expensive. I hope guys still has that necklace. Oh, well, they they wouldn't better. have been that stingy that after it then when the camera stopped yeah. rolling. Uh, uh, excuse me, Mr. Leach, Mr. Leach, uh, we need that necklace back just in case we do a second season of uh, Celebrity Survivor. We're going to use that same necklace. Yeah, they ever if they ever kept going like the Immunity Idol and everything, the necklace, everything's the same moving forward. Same challenges. Uh, you, same, you know what? I would, have, I would have actually rather just. Seeing Dicko walk out with the immunity necklace yeah. on his, <laughs> just like fuck you, guy. I win immunity. Yeah, he's the biggest celebrity. Just, I mean, oh. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've already had Trollet. Should we? This uh, was there anything? Uh, okay, I will backtrack a little bit. Once again, I like that they depart on the canoes mm, again. Me too. I mean, yeah. I do like that. I don't know about the Vanuatu guys that are rowing the canoes. I mean, they're dressed up in the old, you know, with the the leaves all over them, like like a plant. I mean. I think that was a little bit over the top. I mean, I know they did that in my season with the opening intro in the Fiji. Like they've got the people, you know, when we're coming in on the bus and you know, they've got the the local there with the with the big machete with the and it, the same thing. They had all the, the leaves thing over. I don't know, it must be a traditional thing, but I've been to. I mean, I've been to Vanuatu. I've been to Fiji. I've never seen anyone wearing these these 
leafy kits before. I don't know. It's- I don't know what you're talking about. The only time I've been to Fiji, I've been twice through the airport in Nandy, and uh, both times I had people there playing the ukulele with little grass skirts on as I walked through the uh, airport. Yeah, so, you that's know. grass skirts. That's not literally <laughs> a branch just over them, wrapped around them on their head. I don't know. But, look, I did like the fact that they, they, they're getting their money's worth. I mean, let's be honest, they paid these canoe guys for the 25 days. They didn't yeah. have any other motor. They couldn't afford any other motor transport. So they were literally like, we need you again, guys. We have actually paid you. We can't afford anything else. So we're going to get they, the They blew the back, helicopter but- budget on the challenges, Matt. Like, they've used a couple of choppers this season, so they couldn't, you well, know, climb out, right? They'd give them the stingy little canoes. I wasn't going to say this, but I'm still think they're paying off their debt to that, that, that company for the chopper. I'm pretty sure they're still paying off their debt. It's kind of odd in this sense. and I've, I've, This is something I've never relayed before, and I've never relayed this before, but it's kind of odd in that I did expect that a couple of us would probably be lifelong friends as a consequence of doing Survivor together because it, it seemed like it might be that kind of bonding-type exercise. But... It certainly didn't work that way for me. Um, I didn't find myself trying to stay in contact with anybody afterwards, and I didn't find anybody trying to stay in contact with me either, or that I'm aware of. I did have a couple of emails with um, with Soldier Ben. Um, I don't particularly remember why, but I did afterwards have a couple of emails with with Soldier Ben, and of course I did speak to Guy, and I saw him a couple of times because you know we're locals, we live very close to each other, and. So I bumped him a few times, but people like Elton and all that, I thought I'd probably stay friendly with for a long time, but it just never really happened. And I find that un- unusual. It was sort of, I-, I don't want to present myself in any way like a soldier returning from war, but I, I know that a lot of soldiers um, after World War II didn't maintain contact with their friends at all. Mm. They just disappeared from one another and certainly lots of stories that I've read um, have also made that very very clear Uh, I'm not putting us on the level of what we went through as being like being in a war it was nothing at all like that the stress was nothing anywhere near like that and I feel foolish now the fact that I've even raised it on the idea that somebody might think I'm somehow equating that but it, it did seem odd to me that we didn't really stay in contact or not many of us did and we certainly didn't as a group one thing, actually, I really want to quickly ask you, because I don't think we asked you this back on your interview. You've done I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, often compared to as the celebrity version of Survivor that. What's tougher, I'm a Celebrity or Survivor? Oh, there was nothing tough about I'm a Celebrity. Only a person who had not done um, Survivor could think that I'm a Celebrity was tough at all. It was yeah, camp beds. Hmm. You know, it was all constructed when you get there. You don't build anything yourself. And we, I say we had like fold away like stretches, you know, raised off the ground and and bed coverings and I think we had sleeping bags. We either had sleeping bags or some other kind of covering. So there was no there was no privations where any of these things were concerned. I mean we were supplied with toothpaste and toothbrushes and and we had a um you know it was a thunderbox type hole in the ground toilet. But you know, we had toilets to go to and and no one was going to go hungry. Um, so no, it's, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. It's just a, a question of having to do crazy things like have spiders tipped on your head or, you know, crawl through a cave filled with snakes and, and that sort of stuff. The actual privations and difficulties and potential starvation and cold and wet and everything else that one would experience in Survivor, um, 
I'm a celebrity, get me out of there. It doesn't go anywhere near that. It doesn't even get to that. You might be, and again, I'm sorry if there's a, a, an old UK Survivor contestant who went on to their version, because I, I think America did it for like one or two seasons, but it didn't stick around. But you might be the only person to have ever played both. Possible. No, it's possible, I suppose. Well, at least started on Survivor and went, I'm a celebrity. I'm, I don't know if we're going to get an I'm a celebrity guest to go on uh, Survivor the other way around. I know obviously Channel 10 have them both, so they potentially could do that. But, um, I, I mean, I can't think of any other Australian uh, – I don't really watch I'm a celebrity. I, I think when you were on it, I paid attention because I'm like, oh, cool, David Oldfield. I, I, if you're on something, anything connected to Survivor, I'll generally watch it. Um, but, yeah, I don't think there's been any others. Uh, no, I, I don't watch it either. In fact, I don't even watch free-to-air television. Yeah. So I don't see any of these things, um, any at all. Uh, but, yeah, I certainly I wouldn't watch I'm a Celebrity. I the mean, thing the, that, the other one that I enjoyed second to Survivor was Hell's Kitchen. Hmm. Which I actually, that's another one I remember watching you on because my dad loves that show and I remember being here and sitting on the couch with, with dad and my dad's like, oh, I love David, he's great. Like, you know, he's always good for television and stuff like that. So, left my, so much of my best stuff off, though. Because you know they, it was a very manipulated program, and they certainly didn't want to portray portray me as having a, a you know dry sense of humour or anything, which I, which I naturally do. So they all my best lines were just all left out. Bullshit! Uh, you knew what you were doing. If you weren't David Oldfield and you were just on a normal season of Survivor, you'd still be this, exactly the same player. And I think I would still rate you exactly the same way. You being who you are and slightly known beforehand has no bearing on my opinion of you as a player of Survivor. I object to the slightly known reference. I mean, I was actually quite, quite <laughs> incredibly well famous. Uh, now, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm less than I'm less than slightly known now. <laughs> but in fact, my 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 um, greatest ambition for being known in the future is uh, people referring to, oh yeah, that's that's Teddy and Henry Oldfield's dad. <laughs> I want to be known by virtue of their fame for being their dad. That's what I want to be known for. Or, or you might get known as, oh, you were that guy who was on Ben Waterworth's podcast. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Okay. It would be. I mean, with the few things that I do these days, um, yeah, that's about it. I would have loved to have done It Takes Two. I was sorry they didn't keep going with that one because that's about the only other one that I would have liked to have done. Do a bit of singing out there? Well, I, well, I, I sang as a, as a youngster in a band. I actually, actually made wow. a for a couple of years. Uh, what was the band called, David? It was called the US Band. The and US so Band. I actually, I actually did make a modest living for a couple of years touring with a band. So All right. I well, I, I would be a terrible host right now then, David, if I didn't put you on the spot here. What, was your go- like, what, what do you like singing? What's your go-to? Can you give us a bit of a song today? Oh, well, to be quite frank, the stuff I like singing is probably the stuff that I'm – my actual musical tastes don't necessarily align with what I'm capable of singing because, you know, I'm not Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not. I'm not Robert Plant. You know, I don't have that sort of. I don't have that sort of range and, and capacity. I'm, I'm fundamentally a high baritone, which doesn't necessarily um, stick me well where pop music is concerned. So we can't get you doing a bit of horses this afternoon. Basically, you're saying no, no. Like, no but no, I, look, I I love the Beach. I like all the bees, the Beach Boys, the Birds, the Beatles. Um, you know, I, I like uh, you know. Well, Canadian band. Well, they're, no, they're not a Canadian band. They were always said to be a Canadian band. Heart, right? Which was, which was always Rush. said to be a Canadian band, but they're actually <laughs> they're actually from Seattle. But I suppose it's close to. It's Canada. on the border. Um, it's right near the border. Um, BBC. So yeah, no, I'm I'm more a sort of '60s and '70s you know music fan. I, I like some of the more modern music, but um, I find a lot of it rubbish. 
Well, uh, I'm glad you're saying because I mean, one of the questions I'm going to get you to, to to give us you you get the distinction today of choosing the closing song. So, uh, oh, okay. I mean, you can think about that now before the end of the episode, or if you've got one straight away. But I, I like what your style. So, if you're singing this high baritone, so like, is, is that like, can you give us a song? Can I put you on the spot still here and oh, get you to sing something for me? No, no. I might send you a recording. Please do. Well, you did it with a whistle, so I would be down for that. <laughs> Matt loves that. Um, Matt is on board with the whistle. <laughs> I have an unusual capacity to whistle. I can even whistle the um, guitar solo from Stairway to Heaven. Oh. So, um, yeah, I do have the str- – I don't know. My great-grandfather taught me to whistle when I was about a five-year-old child, and I have no idea. I've been trying to work out how to teach my own children. I don't even really know how I do it in many respects. You're but a man I'm, of many talents, David. Well, I don't this know is... whether whistling is particularly thought of as a talent. Hey, uh, Tony, just... Abbott, Tony Abbott, one time prime minister of this country, said to me uh, in the office one day, um, and I quote, oh, Dave, mate, you know, you know, they say whistling is a sign of good humour, but could you not do it around the office? <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I, I, I just fundamentally break into whistling as a natural thing. <laughs> Um, just sort of wandering around. I've been wandering around the house. I'll start whistling, you know. So I don't often don't even necessarily know I'm doing. And I do actually sing quite typically in the shower or in the mornings. And I do sing in tune. I have a reasonable understanding of vocals. And I did take um, I did take opera training when I was a teenager. Wow. And okay. I used to be able to sight read music and that sort of stuff. Not these days, but um, but I was never a great singer. I could. I could sing well enough for certain things. It's, it's interesting. I love, again, hearing stories like that to kind of see that. Just a quick, I mean, I'll ask you this quick question because, again, I, I'm, I'm sticking, sorry to disappoint you, but I'm sticking with Original Moso as my favourite try between the two of you. Well, but, no, um, getting good taste. Yeah, well, you know, uh, better to look at, let's be honest. <laughs> but also, well, not, if you, not if you're gay. Well, or a woman uh, who's straight, a straight woman, you know, looking at that, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, to our female listeners. Come on, David, don't be so sexist, you sexist pig. Jesus, you disgust me. Um, Did you have have a better time on OG Kukula or Numoso? Like, what was your preference if you could relive, like, a weekend with OG Kukula or Numoso? What would you prefer? I was horrified at the swap. No, you'd prefer OG Kukula. I didn't like it at all. I really didn't. Um, I was very comfortable with where we were at. And, you know, I, I'm a cancer and I'm old and set in my ways and all that in many respects, but in other respects I'm not, funnily enough. Um, in other respects I'm very open-minded. But I don't like change of environment particularly. And I was very comfortable with where we were at with Guy and with uh, Wayne and Elton and all. I, I enjoy them. Men, 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 men. Yeah, singing. Yes. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> I was very comfortable. Robin Hood, Robin Hood, riding through the Glen. I was very, very comfortable. <laughs> Don't get me started on his Merry Band of Men. And so I was, I'm not gay, by the way. And, um, not that there'd be anything wrong with that, Dave. Not that there'd be anything wrong with that, no. Thank you. Um, yep. And yeah, it just, um, I was really comfortable with that group of people. Um, I mean, even Gabrielle. I mean, Gabrielle was just there with, with us and the guys. She was almost like one of the guys in some respects, but obviously beautiful to look at. Um, and, 
you're not really allowed to say that now, are you? You're still allowed to appreciate. Look, I, I, I think that my, my mantra people. is as long as you are being an equal opportunity perv. So let's also just say that well, you are equally. beautiful to look at as well. Yeah, Elton got a nice rig on him. So doing well. And Ben, I mean, come on. I, I may not, you know, think he's a great survivor player, but that guy, like, Jesus Christ. I'm just jealous that he looks like. A Ben can look like that? Like, Jesus Christ, Ben, you know? Gives me something to live to. Well, something to reach out for. Yeah, exactly. Like if I, I bet he's capable of having a body like that, I'm okay. Like I've got hope, basically. You're, you're a young man. There's plenty of hope for you. Well, thank you, David. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I, I appreciate that. I'm putting that on my uh, my bio. Uh, a young man, David Oldfield. Thanks. That's you a, are a young man. How old are you? That, how old do you think I am? What are you going to get? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm 34. Come on. I'm not that old. Oh, <laughs> I'm nearly twice as old as you. Oh, wow. I was going to say, does that make me I can call you daddy? But then things would just get awkward on this episode. Um, well, yeah, that would become... <laughs> moving kind of, on. Um, it would become kind of unusual. But yeah, just just a, just a little bit. My, my children call me Papa Bear. Oh, okay. Great great US Survivor contestant by the name of Papa Bear. He was a lot of fun. So, yeah. So, there's a, you know, you, you're getting these uh, nicknames and Survivor connections out there. Um, we got... We sort of have some nice quick-fire questions as well as some listener questions that we've got to and a few other things to, to close this out on and sort of wrap up this season. One thing right, I actually... I'm tr- just getting into it. Oh, we've still got time. Don't worry. Like, come on. I expect you to answer some of these questions. Good, David. Now, I want to start off with one here because this person will be our next guest on this show. He's the first boot of season three, the Channel 10 first ever season they did, the legendary Mr. Des Quilty. Uh, now, uh, again, I don't know how familiar you are with the Channel 10 version, David, but basically Des likes to take the piss out of us because he doesn't agree on our rankings of the season that we say your season is season two, Channel 9 season one. You know, he he's adamant that he was on season one of Australian Survivor. Des, you're wrong. It's the third season of Australian Survivor. You're on season three. So his bit of taking the piss is when should I expect my Asanga Samatau and Asatoa from season two? Thanks in advance. So they are the tribes that were on uh, the second Channel 10 season, what he refers to as season two. Uh, not really a question. So, so is he just in denial that our season counts? Exactly. Do you have anything to say to Des on, on that in kind of defence of the fact that your season counts? <laughs> Maybe he should just see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that. Um, hello, Des. I know you're not listening, but um, <laughs> we look forward to having you as our next guest on the show. I just, I, I am seriously looking forward to Des's interview. It will be a lot I mean, of fun. Denial is helpful for people to get through daily life, but it doesn't change what it is. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a solid point. This is a bit of a connection to a TV show that you did, uh, David. I've gone for Gina Liano, Real Housewives. <laughs> I don't know why. I've never watched the show, um, but I kind of feel she fits that Gabrielle Richards role. If you see where I'm going with that, uh, no. <laughs> I, like, I've, I've never met. I've never met Gina Liano. Um, I know exactly who you mean, but um, yeah. I, I, um, I mean, she's. Um, you know, you mean you might see. <laughs> You might see her on the cover of Barrister Weekly or something. But, um, 
I'm, you're not likely to see her in a bikini anytime soon. No, no, um, no. She was on a season of Celebrity Apprentice that I think I watched. I think that's the only thing I've seen her in, and she was okay yeah, on that. I, so I, I get the impression that she would. Um, I think, firstly, she would struggle from what I know of her. Mm-hmm. Um, not having met her, but having seen quite a bit and have a bit of an insight to the personality, I think she would struggle with the privations. Yeah, no, I agree. But I think that's where the entertainment comes in, right? Like it'd be kind of like how would be she, no, you there'd know. There'd be no switch. Her hairdresser obviously couldn't yeah. come to that, for example. <laughs> and I also think like I, and I'm sure, I think maybe, Matt, maybe that would be her luxury item. Maybe. To take her hairdresser. A hairdresser. Yeah. You get a salon out there. Fantastic trip down memory lane, hearing all of those moments and uh, are such a pleasure to be able to bring them to you today. Of course, if you enjoyed what you heard, want to hear more, you can download all of those episodes individually. Best way to do that, search for Australian Survivor Archives on all your good podcast platforms or on social media, and you can dig into the archives and find every single one of those episodes there to sink your teeth into. It was a lot of fun covering the season, and uh, obviously we still remain the only, and we'll basically be the only podcast in the history of the world to ever cover this season i would say so uh it was a lot of fun we learnt a lot and definitely a pleasure to be able to bring that to you and uh, we hope you enjoyed this little trip down memory lane not as far back of course as our season one coverage but of course we uh haven't really had a lot of new episodes when it comes to season two in the last 12 months so therefore it was a bit of a trip down memory lane and in general we haven't really had many new episodes at all of course 2022 if you're listening to this at the time of release has been a bit of a barren year in terms of episodes we've had a couple of clip shows and really only one episode that was sort of new and that was our reunion special for our 21 year reunion at whaler's way for season one and Obviously, we didn't plan on that. We wanted to bring you our Season 3 coverage and we were hoping that by this stage we would be wrapping up Season 3 and looking ahead to Season 4. But unfortunately, that's not how things did pan out, which leads me into a little bit of what's going to be happening from this moment on. Of course, if you're listening to this at the time of release, you're a little bit intrigued as to what our next episode will be and everything along those lines. And perhaps if you're listening to us in the future, you can see what the next episode will be. So you're probably thinking, well, why is it going on this bit of a rant right now? But I can tell you right now that we are still planning on moving forward with season three into our channel 10 coverage. The hope is that we will beginning to record those at the beginning of 2023 with an aim to be releasing episodes March, April-ish time and going straight through. That is a plan. We don't want to sort of start get a recap out and interview out and then kind of have a big gap. We want to be able to be continuous all the way through. So uh, we will make sure that we can try and do that for you, uh, whether or not it will be in the similar format to what we've got right now. We're just sort of working out some things behind the scenes right now, potentially some guest hosts joining me along the way and Matt coming in sporadically when he can. We will obviously work that out when we can. And as soon as we have news on that, we will update you. But the plan still is 2023 to bring you back to our full recap of a season, interviews, recap episodes, things like that, obviously moving into Channel 10, Season 3. Very exciting times as a fan here on ASA as we finally get into the modern era of Australian Survivor. So keep an eye out for that. In the meantime, we've obviously still got a great video from our reunions that we did out in Whaler's Way. We're going to put that together and hopefully bring that to you in the coming months. 
as well as the Australian Survivor Hall of Fame. We did announce in the channels for that, of course. Bit of a delay in announcing the inductees for 2022, but they will be coming towards the end of January, beginning of February. So stay tuned for that as well. So plenty of things that we are involved in that are still to come. And we also will have some other great social media things, hopefully in the coming months as well, to whet your appetite, be a bit active, and make sure that you are getting your money's worth, even though you're obviously not really spending money to listen. But if you do want to, by all means, shoot us some money. I'd never say no to that. Also, some prizes. We uh, should mention that as well. We got some great items signed during that reunion at Whaler's Way, and we got some prizes to give away. So stay tuned for that, and we will have some more details of that moving forward. It's been a lot of fun bringing you this trip down memory lane today here on ASA. Obviously, as I said, 2022 has been a bit of a barren year, but we'll be back in 2023, bigger and better than ever, and getting back into the meaty bits that you love listening to ASA for, of course, along the way. Shout out to my co-host, Matt, for all the fun that we had throughout season two. Great to hear his voice along the way. Sad that his voice obviously is in the intro and the outro of this one, but I look forward to hopefully having his voice back on the show for the coming season. I'm going to close out today with a song. Obviously, that's what we do here on ASA. And given that during season two, we like to close off with music of 2006. That's generally, it was a, a bit of a theme, uh, particularly in those earlier episodes. Now, Aria Chart 2006, the number one song for 2006 was I Wish I Was a Punk Rocker with Flowers in My Hair by Sandy Tom, excuse me. And as much as that song's okay, I kind of need to go to number two on the list to close it out. It's a banger. It's a banger you haven't heard in 16 years. It's a banger that's going to take you on a trip down memory lane. You're going to be listening and jumping up out of your seat right now. We're going to hear a bit of TV rock featuring Shawnee B flaunted. Shawnee B, that name that hasn't been mentioned in about 16 years. You are welcome, world. Here it is, flaunted TV Rock featuring Shawnee B to close out our season two coverage. Thanks for tuning in to ASA. Hope you have a fantastic new year moving into 2023. And we will speak to you next year here on Australian Survivor Archives. I see you walking in the club, making moves, getting love. You know you're sexy. Yeah, you found it. Walking through the disco noise, kissing girls, kissing boys, it's all the same. <sighs> but I don't care. Yo, making love to the music. I'm your DJ, make you lose it, cause you love me. Yeah, you love me. I'll make the bass line nice and deep for all you freaks on disco treats. Just shake that ass. Yeah, just shake that ass. Shake that ass.
shape what your mama gave you. Get on it. Baby. 